man oh man i say it every week man oh man that's how I, that's the first couple words i say man oh man and that's gender neutral of course um also i wanted to say before i get started um that's me in that first uh in that recording of Cruz Pedregon flying past us at 3:30 well he goes 3:30 but I was at 3.30, so <laughs> anyway, uh, that's me uh, hollering woo at the end of that, so <laughs> fun fact. Anyway, welcome to another episode of the Nitro Performance Guide, NHRA Countdown Edition, and I tell you what, it's been, I mean, NHRA 22 has delivered at every single point of the season. So, and especially in the countdown, I mean, we're talking about, uh, the, the top two in each class are separated within, uh, you know, a couple rounds of racing in nitro, uh, for pro stock motorcycle, because pro stock was finished up last weekend, uh, with Erica Enders getting the championship with getting the win in the semifinal round, uh, so you're going to hear some sound, uh, people like really like the sound, including me. I'm one of those people. So we're definitely going to be using the sound more. Um, like I said, I'm going to do it until they tell me I can't, <laughs> but anyway, um, there were a lot of stories here. They were at Las Vegas motor speedway too wide this time. This is the two wide fall race, the inaugural, I'm not inaugural. I'm sorry. The annual, uh, 22nd annual uh, NHRA Nevada Nationals. It's been a few different names over the years, um, but it was this past weekend. There was a lot of stories. How about NASCAR champion Tony Stewart makes his NHRA competition debut in top alcohol dragster? So yeah, folks, we got some of that this weekend too. Um, so, or I'm sorry, on this show, we're, we're going to be covering that because <laughs> that's a story. Um, he said he's not quite caught up to the top fuel car. You know, he said he wanted to really get his feet wet more to see if that's something he really wanted to do. So top alcohol drags are certainly uh, a, just a step under uh, top fuel. But I mean, there's nothing you can really do that simulates a top fuel car because uh, there's nothing like it in the world that accelerates like one. But he made it to the final round. He made it to the final round, folks. And unless you're living under a rock, I'm not spoiling anything for you. Uh, he made it to the semi or to the final round, excuse me, against Megan Meyer. So one of them was, or I'm sorry, um, I said the, the wrong name. I gotta fix it. Hold on, I gotta fix it. Oh, I also have to fix something from last week while I'm fixing this. I'm sorry, Madison Payne. Madison Payne. Uh, was who he was in the final with. So sorry. I said Jimi Hendrix <laughs> last episode. Of course, I mean Rich Hendrix, and I'm glad no one uh, crucified me. I'm, I'm, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> we make mistakes. Hey, when you're on the microphone, especially when you're doing it live, um, you know, you can say anything. <laughs> but I think people uh, won't hold you to it. It's It's real. You know, it's a mistake. It's real. Uh, but anyway, he he also qualified number two in the field of top alcohol. Uh, we'll talk more about that when we get to the final round. Uh, so I wanted to do this week, I wanted to do a little bit of a points uh, overhaul before we get started into uh, the nitty gritty of the performance. Uh, so just so you guys know, 
Again, I say guys, gender neutral. Um, any race other than Indianapolis and the finals where points and a half is implemented. Indianapolis has points and a half and the finals at Pomona um, has points and a half as well. How about Auto Club stepping away from Pomona Raceway and it is now going to be In-N-Out Burger stepping in as the title sponsor uh, for the racetrack. So, I mean, that's pretty that's pretty big. Uh, I mean, In-N-Out is a regional thing. Everyone doesn't have it everywhere. It's not a national chain, uh, but it's still fast food. That's, that's I mean, our sport is fast and fast food is not the most healthy thing to eat all the time, but it's good. <laughs> and so, you know, you got to you got to think about it. It's more we're talking about opportunities for like happy meals and kids meals and and little nitro funny cars or little pro stock cars in the in the in the, you know. So I hope they do this right. That's all I have to say. But anyway, the points. <laughs> um the winner of the race gets 100 points, the runner up gets 80 points, the third round loser gets 60 points the second round loser gets 40 points and the first round loser gets 20 points there are uh points awarded in each session um low et of each session is three points second quickest is two third quickest is one uh indy it's four three two one so they they take the fourth quickest as well and not just three so um qualifying you get points for qualifying folks (laughs) Qualifying number one, you get eight. Second, you get two. Three, you get six. Four, you get five points. Five and six get four points. Seven and eight get three points. Nine through 12 get two points. 13 through 16 get one point. And in Indy, that's a little different. Uh, but we kind of need to talk about that because in in a couple of weeks, we're going to be in a situation where the, the, the folks are getting points and a half here. Uh, so let me look at that real quick. Um, da, ba, da, da, ba, ba. okay, yeah, so low e today it's the same same way, so the winner of the race gets a hundred and fifty points, the runner up gets one hundred and twenty points, the third round loser gets ninety points, the second round loser gets sixty points, the first round loser gets thirty points, uh, and for qualifying at the finals or Pomona two. <laughs> First is eight, second, seven, third is six, fourth is five, five and six get four, seven and eight get three, nine through 12 get two points, and 13 through 16 get one point. But that's different at Pomona. That's the same as uh, that I just said. So it's 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. 13 through 16 get three points, nine through 12 get four points, seven and eight get five points. Five and six get six points. Four gets seven points. Three gets eight. Two, second gets nine. And first gets 10 points in qualifying. So I just wanted to say that because, and I I bring that up because we got some really tight points battles. I mean, we're talking about, you know, at the end of this race, um, Brittany Forrest is going into the finals with the lead over Justin Ashley. Um, seven points, seven points. We're talking about things that can be made up in qualifying. So there's a reason why I went over all those points because as we go on today, you'll see, I'm sorry, I'm sniffing. Uh, you, as we go on today, you'll see that 
that's not a lot of points. And now that you know how many points are up for grabs next race, it's 100 at a regular race. It's 150 for the finals. Let me make sure. Yeah, 150. Runner-up gets 120 points. So depending on who the winner of the race is, what if it's someone who's number eight in the points, you know, for instance, and they win the points and there's not really a change with Brittany and uh, Justin. Oftentimes it's the person who has to, they have to go one round further than uh, the person that they're competing with. Now in Funny Car, there's three people in, in contention for that. Uh, John Force is number four. Uh, not not mathematically out of it. Um, if he just, I mean, if he comes out like guns blazing, I hate to say that phrase. Um, but like if he comes to Pomona and I mean, they take no prisoners, they get low ET every run. That's three points or that's four points, four points. So, and then if he wins the race, you know, also qualifies number one, but it's also quick in every session because they have four this weekend. And then he wins the race. This is hypothetical, you know, strictly hypothetical. John is just in number four. Arguably, he's not out. He arguably he could be out of it, but it's not impossible. And that's what I'm going through this scenario for. He could get 150 points. I believe he's only like um, like 180 behind. So it'd be close still. But, like, he would have to go, like, the other folks would have to go out in the first round. Like, it, there's other things, like, with John Forrest's situation, he has to, I'm glad I'm talking about this. Because we've been talking about the points all year. But if I don't really explain to you how the points work and, you know, you get more out of it when you understand it. And that's, that's my whole reason for this podcast is because if you understand what you're looking at, you get more enjoyment out of it. On top of the fact that these cars are like the loudest things you're ever going to experience in your life, with the with the intensity and the sheer force and the power that you feel, especially these cars shoot header fire. Like these cars shoot fire regularly. That's what they're supposed to do. Like I can't get over that. I look, we're, we got some stuff planned. You know, I want to uh, start getting on the camera. Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm cute. <laughs> So we're going to talk about all of this stuff, like the header fire. And, you know, and I, I know I already have a video on the YouTube channel, uh, the Nitro Performance Guy YouTube. Uh, please like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's growing. So I'm happy for the support. Thank you so much. Uh, but um, there's an unreleased video that I have to put up uh, for Gateway. It's called uh, It's Race Day. And it's pretty solid. I get like. A lot of different camera angles. It's pretty cool. Uh, and the microphone, the one I'm using right now, uh, did a fabulous job capturing the sound. But anyway, the point is, it's not impossible for John Forrest to win the championship, but things have to go in his way. Robert Hyde is going into with, uh, he's going into Pomona with 63 points over number two, Matt Hagen. I'm sorry, 61 point lead over Ron Capps. And 63 over Matt Hagen, who's in number three. Look at Matt Hagen and Ron Caps, two points away from each other. So that can ideally be made up in one session. If Ron Caps is, or or Matt Hagen is the quickest of the session, or if he is quicker than Ron, Ron doesn't get any points. 
You know, so it's all a game. It's not just running these cars down the racetrack trying to qualify and race. That it, There's so much that goes into it, especially with points at this point of the season that they're thinking about. We saw Brittany Forrest win a championship a few years ago. She didn't win many races in the countdown. Like, the countdown is, I mean, the only two races of the year that have different points is Indy and... um and Pomona too, the finals. So Brittany Force was making a lot of her points up in qualifying, but this is back when the car wasn't very consistent on race day. You know, now she's winning. She won last week. I mean, again, unless you're living under a rock, you know that, you know, Matt Hagen won the race, but he's still number three. Robert Hyde is going in to Pomona with the lead. Now, that's ideal. Now, they ask them, they say, you know, would you rather be, you know, number one, uh, you know, leading? Uh, I'm sorry, my chair is a little loud. Anyway, you know, do you want to go into the, you know, to, you know, Pomona leading or do you want to be chasing? And a lot of them say different things. Um, I don't know. You just got to do your job. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. You just got to do your job. Every time you pull the car up to the to the startup line. You got to be ready to do it. Or in, in, in the motorcycle's case, anytime you start the bike, you got to be ready to do it. You know, uh, there don't, they don't, there's no hand me outs in NHRA for sure. Uh, so points per session, make sure I did all of this stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah. So now we're going to get into, uh, to the race, the race itself and the performance. But I thought that was very important to just mention how the points were because I did I never explained it you know I've I've never you know explained it so <laughs> um, let's talk about qualifying so we have four sessions this weekend uh, we know Funny Car is first on Friday and Top Fuel is first on Saturday we should know that we should know that if not I'll keep saying it <laughs> so let's talk about it uh, speaking of points we're gonna be Talking about the qualifying points heavily for the next few minutes. Uh, Robert Height is number one after the first session. 3.857, 331.77 miles per hour. He's going to get three points. Uh, we're going to break down a, a few of the runs uh, in just a second, but I wanted to go through and, and talk points first. I'm going to be sniffing. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Bob Tasks the third is second of the session. This is the first session, by the way. We don't have weather conditions, but it was good all weekend. Let's just say that. It was, I mean, and this is one of the race, best racetracks we go to. It's flat. It's good. The concrete is good. It's good stuff. The asphalt. It's good stuff. And Matt Hagen was number third quick. Number third quick. 3.898, 333.25 miles per hour. Now, he gets one point. Bob Tassel gets one point and Robert gets three points. Let's talk real quick. Look at the speed for Matt Hagen, but he crosses the line 3.898. And I just tell you, it's just, it's just so fascinating to watch how there's no, there's no uh, set speed for each car. Like we're talking about, you would assume that number one qualifier had the biggest speed, right? No, not right now. 333 is number three on the timesheet, but in, in regards to speed, he was the quickest of the session. Matt, or I'm sorry, the fastest of the session. They're not interchangeable. 
Ron Cass was number four, 3.900223751. He just missed the points by less than, well, by exactly two thousandths of a second, he missed the points. Uh, Lexus DeJore is fifth best, 3.922325569. Take a look at that. Two uh, hundredths off from two or from four to five. Two hundredths. Wow. Tim Wilkerson, 3.932, Gerard Todd, 7th best, 3.8 or 3.938, 32926. Uh, how about Paul Lee, 3.941, 330.72 miles per hour. He showed him the way. It's good to see that Paul Lee car running good again. Uh, very good. So, and this is where it gets interesting, folks. Cruz Pedragon, 3.945. 318.77, so four thousandths of a second uh, slower than uh, Paul Lee was. That's that's amazing. Jim Campbell, how about Jim Campbell's 10th best, 3.972, 320.97 miles per hour. This was a great weekend for Jim Campbell. It was great to see that car, the KGC colors this weekend. Uh, that, that's a nice looking car. I love when they bring that one out. And so uh, those are the cool kids the uh, three second players in the first session steve ditchum uh goes down there 404 306 everyone else did not make representative passes but i told you i wanted to go back and look at robert's incrementals at 60 862 that's pretty aggressive in a funny car uh 330 he was 2.220 2.220 uh, at 330 foot mark at the 660 3.123 that's stout at 283.73 at 660 feet it took him 3.123 seconds to get to 283 miles per hour at the thousand foot we know 3.857 331 77 that's really impressive Man, I tell you what, that's a good run. Those are some really good numbers. 3.12, but he wasn't the only one under 315 at the 8th uh, mile. Uh, well, not the 8th mile, but <laughs> at 660. Uh, Bob Tasca, 871 at 60. He was second quickest. or second. I'm not sure about that. I, I don't want to say that because I'm not sure. I don't have all the numbers, so I can't really compare everyone. Uh, but we know that... Uh, there, there's people that have quick 60 feet, uh, 60 feet, <laughs> quick 60 foot times, and they don't always pull the shoots. Like, how about John Forrest, number 15 at the end of the session, 671, one or 671, um, 10704. So he didn't make a full pass. He was number 15 at the end of the session. Let's talk about Matt Hagen's incrementals to keep it consistent. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't go through all the bobs. So 330, 3, or 2.237. Uh, so not far off Robert uh, in the hundreds. We're in the hundreds here, guys. 660 feet, 3.135, 287.35 miles per hour. So look at that huge speed at the eighth mile, 287.35. Uh, in 3.135 seconds. That's amazing. At the, and at the uh, the 1,000 foot, we got 3.865, 330.80 miles per hour. That's a stout pass. Um, 
So not far off Robert, but I, I put Matt Hagen's on here uh, as well because a 389, that's still getting it in a funny car. But um, once you see the 389, uh, you know that maybe there was a little more that we see that there was more out there, the 85. So that's, I don't know how to really describe it. It's not on, it's not conservative. If anytime you're running low 390s, high 380s in a funny car, you are getting it. But a 389 is kind of just in the 80s. Uh, we also just had three in the 80s club, four over 330 mile per hour. Just more stats for you. Matt Hagen, 873 uh, to 660 or 260 foot, uh, 330 foot, 2.256. So he's off by about two uh, hundredths uh, of a second. And Bob Tasker was one hundredth of a second off of Robert Height at that point. Uh, at 660 foot, we got 3.165, so just above 315, uh, which is really starting to get into the low 80s for the funny cars when they're below 315. Uh, when they're below 320, they're still on a good pass uh, for a funny car. Kind of like the equivalent to a three seconds to the uh, 660 in a top fuel car. Uh, where you'll see them when they're really getting it, they're, they'll be under three seconds to the 660. So just a, a little metric to measure the performance at that point on the racetrack. But this this is interesting too. Matt Hagen was also faster than Robert Hyatt was at 660 foot. 284.75 uh, for Matt Hagen. And at the 1,000 foot, it was at 389, 330, 325. Big speeds in the funny car class. Like, we're not, we only saw three or four 330 runs, uh, but we're seeing runs over 320 miles an hour, you know? Like, that's, 325 is where you're starting. I mean, there's tiers. It's levels to this. Like, it's, it's there's levels, you know? So, uh, but it, we, we saw a nice uh, field this weekend in the funny car class. Uh, 18. Uh, Jason Rupert was uh, at the end of that sheet. He was number 18. He didn't get a time. Uh, but how about the nostalgia guys were out there this weekend, um, you know, putting on a little kind of a, not really exhibition. They were in competition. They qualified and they they ran. How about Corey Mack uh, in a in a night nostalgia funny car? I'm, I, I really want to see him in a big show funny car. I just I just want to see that. Um but Paul Lee, 3.941, 330, 72. That's going to be my actual pick for this session of who impressed me the most. That's that Paul Lee. Uh, because, you know, we expect we expect the points players to throw down. I mean, you know, you, you they're trying to get those three points every session. So you got to think about everybody's good out here. So you got to think about you're going to have to really be aggressive. In, in some of these instances, um, I'm sorry, before I go, just want to make sure I get it all here. Uh, but yeah, so Robert High has two wins in the countdown, and so does Ron Caps. So that's something interesting. Top Fuel, first session, bring me the Top Fuel cars. Uh, let's talk about it. So, Brittany Force was number one, 3.711, 332.43 miles per hour. She's going to get three points. Mike Salinas is number two, 3.712, 331.94 miles per hour. Number two, he's going to get two points. And Justin Ashley is the third quickest, 3.716, 331.84. 
five miles per hour, he's going to get one point. Let's talk about it, folks. Listen to this. 3.711, We're talking about one thousandth of a second between one and two and four thousandths of a second between two and three. Like, this is pro stock. <laughs> like, this is pro stock. Uh, Austin Proc was third, fourth quickest, 3.731, 328.30. How about Sean Langdon, 3.739, runs the same exact speed as Austin Proc, 3.3. Uh, 328.30 miles per hour. Sean Langdon. Number five. It's good to see that car performing. Um, he's consistently in the top six performers every session. Josh Hart, 3.741, 324.75 is in number six. Antron Brown is 3.742. He's going to be number seven, 329.91. Uh, and then Tony Schumacher, the champ, 3.820. 266.90, so that's the end of the full passes there. Um, but how about 0 .78, 0 .078 seconds separates number seven and number eight? So the 70s, we had uh, 770s and 180, and like I said, everyone else didn't make full passes. Uh, we only have 14 top fuel cars that made an attempt in the first session. Highlights, let's talk about it. Three cars go sub three seconds to 660 feet. Uh, that, that's going the quickest in the order. How about Brittany Force wasn't the quickest to 660? Uh, how about it was actually Mike Salinas, 2.985. Uh, Justin Ashley was the second quickest to 660, 2.988. And then Brittany Forrest rounds it out, 2.991. Just sneaking her down there, you know, just making sure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just just getting it down there, getting a good setup run. But in the 70s, in the low 70s, uh, just really consistent. It's just amazing to see how these cars perform now after watching them. Uh, all my life, watching how these cars have performed and, you know, you know, getting a platform and really, really geeking out about it. I'm not ashamed. So let's talk about the speeds to 660 foot. How about four cars were... 290 plus at 660 feet. Let's talk about the biggest speed. She might not have got there quickest, but she was fastest when she she was moving the fastest when she got there. 295.27 for Brittany Forrest. She's the fastest to the 660 mark. Justin Ashley, he's second fastest, 292.80 miles or 08 miles per hour. Antron Brown is the Final, or I'm sorry, Mike Salinas. We're gonna, we're just gonna do it. No, I'm not even gonna try and make that work. <laughs> Mike Salinas was the third fastest, 291.38 miles per hour at the 660 mark. And then Antron Brown is gonna be the fourth quick, fourth fastest, 290.26 miles per hour. Seven cars in the 70s. That's pretty impressive for Nitro Racing. In 2022. Hey, how about SEMA? Las Vegas is going on right now. It's always a long week for them. Uh, it's the the race. Then you got SEMA during the week. And then they really pack up and go home. The Lucas Oil folks will stay because they have a big divisional usually after the national event um, at whatever national event track. Uh, usually is 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 the theme. Uh, or at least usually it is. All right. So 
the sun is down. We're going to see some head of fire. We see head of fire all the time. <laughs> but we're now we're going to really see the more pronounced head of fire that we like to see. All right. So second session, we got six full pulls, threes in, three cars in the 80s, four in the 90s, 330 mile per hour plus three funny cars did that. Seven funny cars in the threes. Yes, rinse and repeat for the AAA of Southern California Camaro because he's going to come back out and run that 385.7, miles per hour. I am curious, and you know how I like to do this. Hey, how about it was the same run, almost to the thousandth of a mile per hour, or almost to the, we're talking about fractions of a mile per hour. It's almost the same run. He runs the exact same ET, 3.857, 331.45 miles per hour. In the previous round, it was 331 point, uh, I'm sorry, it's 331.77. So he was just ever so slightly faster in the previous session. Uh, but we're, we're going to talk more about that in just a second. Uh, J.R. Todd, hey, is going to get two points, 3.870 oh, 333.33 miles per hour, or as Allen stated, one-third of 1,000 miles per hour, 333.33 miles per hour, exactly one-third of 1,000 miles per hour. How about that? He's number two. He's going to get two points. Ron Caps, 3.889, 332.59 miles per hour. He's going to get one point. That's the end of the points, and those are the end of the 80 players in the funny cars in the second session. Tim Wilkerson is number four, 3.912, 326.08. Paul Lee is number five quickest, number five quickest, number five quickest, <laughs> 3.933, 321.35 for Paul Lee. That's awesome. Chad Green is under him, 3.941, 321.19. How about Blake Alexander's number seven below number six, Chad Green, 3.944, three thousandths of a second off of Chad Green, 288.89. Uh, so he didn't cross the finish line making that noise. So let me see. Um, yeah. How about John Forrest? 4.589178. John Forrest is number 10. At the end of day one, Matt Hagen is number eight uh, in the session. Um, I'm sorry. I don't have the qualifying when they go in, but I do know that John Forrest was not qualified by the time he started his engine in session number three. I know that for a fact. I'm going to play some of that sound. But anyway, um, so let me see here give me one second folks i'm just looking through this i'm gonna still entertain you for sure because that's what i'm here to do i'm here to entertain uh that's q4 that's q4 okay so you know just i got you know we did the live <laughs> we did the live editing last time so you know hey we're doing the same thing this week yeah but um bobby Bodie was didn't get a pass or he didn't get a run in 900 or 99.999 at zero miles per hour uh, Jimmy Proc said it gave up a bit early. Um, that would answer some questions. 
they're wanting to get both cars running. They talked to him after the run. Uh, Robert Hyatt, let's talk about the incrementals. 864. I mean, I'm just going to bring the other one up just to look at both runs. So just two thousandths of a second off at 60 of the previous run. Okay. And so we got 2.230. So he's a little slower to that point, too, on the racetrack. Uh, just four thousandths of a second off at 660 feet, 3.127, at the eighth mile compared to 3.127 in the previous run. I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to 330, 2.230 during the second uh, run. And then the first run, it was 2.220, so ever so slightly off, uh, 3.857, 331.45 miles per hour. Hey, it was not the top speed. <laughs> That's crazy. So I did, I like, you guys know I like to do the splits. In 0.73 seconds, 0.730 seconds, Robert Hyde gained 47.66, 47 miles per hour, almost 80, 48 miles per hour. In 0. 0.730 seconds. Now, we've said this before. The funny car can run with the top fuel car from 660 to the eight, uh, to the 1,000 the foot block. Now, the top fuel car still moves ever so slightly quicker, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, funny cars gain more speed out the back because they have a little bit more time to do it. Um, so, just... You know, we, we don't really have to shield anything. If you watch the race, we just break it down. If you didn't watch it, I don't want to, you're probably not going to get spoiled by me telling you this information. Brittany Forrest in the next pair, or I'm sorry, in the next session, or, um, yeah, well, yeah, it is their next session. <laughs> uh, it's the next, um, the next session we're going to talk about. 0.73 or 0.713 seconds. She gains about 40 miles per hour on the back end, 39.69 miles per hour, as opposed to Robert Heights, 47.66 miles per hour. They get a little bit more speed out the back end because, one, they have more time to do it. JR, 333.33 miles per hour, 286.98 miles per hour for JR Tide, 3.140 at the eighth mile, at 660-foot mark. He gained 46 miles per hour, 46.35 miles per hour in, in less than a second, folks. In less than a second, they're gaining almost 50 miles per hour out the back end. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Let's talk about the uh, top fuel final session. Brittany Forrest. Uh, final session of the day. Brittany Force is going to get three points. Three point six six five three hundred thirty seven point two four miles per hour. We're going to talk about the incrementals on that monster pass. That was a moonshot. Mike Salinas is second quickest. Three point six nine seven three hundred thirty four point nine of uh, seven three miles per hour. He's going to get two points. He was second quickest. Hey folks, look at that difference. Three sixty six five is on top. Number two is 3.697. Three hundredths of a second off. That's that's wild. Steve Torrance, number three quickest. 
Number three, quick. I'm just going to make it a thing, folks. 3.705 at 332.51 miles per hour. 3.705. So that's a little closer. Two and three are closer than two and one are. Uh, and then look at this. Number four. The four, These are all the fourth quickest. These are not necessarily the way they shaked up at the end of qualifying. Just so you know. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry. So, Leah Pruitt, 3.746. That's a solid pass. 329.18. She's going to miss the points, though, by four hundredths of a second. Sean Langdon, 3.751. 328.14 miles per hour. He's number five. There was a lot of big-name folks that didn't make full passes in this session. How about Tony Schumacher, Austin Proc, Clay Milliken, Justin Ashley, Doug Kalitta, Josh Hart, Antron Brown didn't make full passes. Krista Baldwin didn't, also did not make a full pass. Um, so top speed of the event so far is 337.24 miles per hour by Brittany Force. Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, because we're gonna we're gonna talk about some some statements that Grubnik made, but we're also gonna talk about it as well. So at sixty, she was eight twenty nine, eight twenty nine at sixty. That's getting it in the top fuel car. Three hundred thirty foot mark, two point oh nine four. That's they're really starting to get in it once they're under two ten. Six hundred sixty feet, two point nine five two. 297.55 miles per hour, man. I tell you what, they're getting it. And then at 1,000 foot, 3.665, in point seven one three seconds, Brittany Force gained 39.69 miles per hour. Uh, Grubnick thought the rest of the class would step up, so he wanted to make sure he defended number one. He said um, there were sure 68s out there, so he was sure someone would come for that number one because after coming into the session, the number one qualifying spot was 3.71. Because, uh, you know, we don't do that guessing stuff. We make sure. Yeah, 3.711. So he wanted to defend. And he knew that there was a 68 out there. Uh, but there was just a lot of missing. And and the thing about it is it, it was it turned into an all or nothing session. We had two cars in the 60s, three in the 70s. So that would say there was only five complete runs. The cars come to the starting line ready, pretty much ready to run. They can't change too much. You know, here's the thing about it. Sometimes there's delays on the racetrack and the conditions change rapidly. Like the track gets cooler, but they might have had it set up for the track being a little warmer. Or, you know, the air temperature is a little cooler. And they had it when they brought them up to the staging lanes before the delays because oil downs and, or somebody hit a cone or some, God forbid, something more serious happens. There's a delay. The conditions change rapidly. So... The only thing you can really do is you can open up some flows and get more aggressive. You can put more a more aggressive timing map in it, uh, but you can't change the head gasket when the car is up, you know, at the fire up line. Uh, you can change the tire pressure if you want more grip. You actually up the pressure in the top fuel car, uh, contrary to, um, you know, if you want more slip, you will take more air out. You know that those of those big giant Goodyears. Um, but like I said, they come to the starting line ready, you know. So Grubnik actually thought that the rest of the class would step up, and that's why he put a 69 in it or a 66 in it just to make sure he was still number one at the end of the night. So that's day one. Let's talk about day two. Top fuel and funny car. The session 
was much better. Uh, there was a lot more full passes in it. Uh, we got a 371 for Josh Hart. 370 with an 8 for Doug Coletta. 371.9 for Antron Brown. This is in no particular order. I'm just reading through my notes. 3.8 or 3.73 on is eighth best at this point, folks, in the weekend. And this is when they start to step it up. 3.743, for Justin Ashley. Yes. Uh, so we got Clay Milliken, Antron Brown. Uh, I said Antron already. Well, then who is that then? I don't know. I must have put it twice. Anyway, <laughs> we see a 3.79. So hold that thought. I don't know who that is. Uh, that's hilarious. I'm going to guess it's Sean Langdon because Antron Brown couldn't have run twice. And right now it's, it, I'm at a loss. 3.702 for 300 or 331.26 miles per hour for Antron Brown. I'm going to guess, no, Sean Langdon ran the 369, 6, 327.11, 329.00 at 60-foot. For Sean Langdon. It's great to see that car performing well. I mean, he's a hell of a driver. And now he's got a car under him. It's consistent. It runs with the uh, with the cool kids. You know, in the 60s. Look at this. I mean, he was the only 60. Up to this point. Um, so, let's see. Brittany Forrest. Uh, what does this 3 of 3 mean? I'm not sure. Six six. I'm not sure what that meant, folks. I don't know what I mean. So <laughs> sometimes I write my notes, and you you might have experienced this when you were in school. You kind of go, "Oh, what did I mean by that?" But anyway, I don't really know. So <laughs> Tony Schumacher, they got Phil Schuler back on on with them, and that car is really starting to perform. Three point seven three one, three hundred twenty five point two two. Both cars were sub three seconds. Uh, Sean Langdon was next to Tony Schumacher. Uh, side by side, the header flames were up. Leah Pruitt and Steve Torrance, side by, another side by side. Uh, 3.698, 332.92 for the Capco boys. And Leah Pruitt, 3.716, 331.69 miles per hour. Mike Salinas comes up next to Brittany Forrest. Brittany Forrest is going to defend. 3.673. She's going to get those three points. Oh, that's what that meant. Okay. Um, the points. So, Brittany Forrest to this point has gotten six points total because she's been the quickest of all the sessions. Uh, actually, yeah. So, she's got six points at the time she started her car. Uh, but she's going to get three more points. So, she'll have nine by the time she pulls her shoots. Uh, Mike Selene is 3.831298. So, he was down on speed, meaning he wasn't singing through the finish line. I really want to know who that person is and why I put Antron Brown twice. I don't know, folks. Anyway, <laughs> number three, uh, three points goes to Brittany Force. 3.673 at that 334. Brittany Force is going to get three more points. Sean Lang is going to get two points, 3.696. That's a stout pass for the DHL. Pinked out top fuel car. For breast cancer. Steve Torrance, 3.698, 332 for the Capco boys, is going to get one point. He was third quickest. Okay. Um, I really don't know who that is. It's bothering me. <laughs> it's bothering me. Um, hey, how about Rob Passy made a career best? 405 to 297. 48. It's probably, that's the fastest he's ever been. That's cool. I always love hearing those kind of stories. It's the fastest I've ever been. 
That's really, really, really cool. All right. So we got Funny Car uh, second on race day. Uh, So Jim Epler, he actually used to drive the floppers back in the 90s. Uh, He is the owner and the creator of the Philips Connect uh, company that, um, you know, is on the side of Justin Ashley's car. Uh, but he is the one that put up this money um, for the first car that's going to go 300 mile per hour to the eight, 660 foot blocks. Um, it's coming. It's coming. I, I see it coming. All right. So this is where we're going to start to play some clips. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll talk about it in just a second. Bobby Bodie, 3.966, uh at 660 foot, because we got to look at these. Um, it's a new tune up they're trying to 3.161, 279.73 miles per hour. He goes up to the number 12 spot. Bobby Bodie's making a lot of the tuning decisions on this car, folks, and that's why I like to look at the incrementals. Well, very well done. He's under 320 uh, to the 660 foot blocks. Jim Campbell making it look nice in that KGC construction red and white livery on that Dodge Hellcat Charger wide body 3.96 to another three for them 319.45 for them that is great so next this is where we're gonna start to uh, use the clips <laughs> Cruz Petragon and John Forrest were lined up next 3.889 329.818 out the back end for John Forrest, 858 in a funny car. That's the quickest. That's one of the quickest we've seen all weekend. I know it for a fact at 60 foot, man. I tell you what, Danny hood, they're aggressive. They're definitely aggressive. Tim Fabrizi, 282.54 at the eighth mile, 3.156 at the eighth mile as well. I'm gonna keep calling it eighth mile. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, I'm, program but anyway i want to start i want to play the clip of john force the run of him getting in the show because at this point he was not in the show uh so i want to play that sound for you and we're going to keep going through the runs we'll talk about the points and we'll keep moving but i just think it's funny you're also going to hear some sound of john force at the other end of the racetrack uh talking about the run so enjoy so seriously i mean we we love the ladies in our lives whether they're the ones driving the race cars whether they're wrenching on the race cars they're taking care of the home front. Of course, Cruz and the Snap-on team. Very, very active in the campaign. John Forge, the GOAT. The Peak, Antifreeze Coolant, Blue Depth, Chevrolet, Power Solar, NKC, Cornwell Tools. John Forge, not yet qualified. Just got bumped out. Let's see if he can fight his way back in. And yes, two titans of drag racing. They've squared up first round several races this year. Gotta love just seeing him on the track. Danny Hood makes the final adjustment on the peak Chevrolet. John Collins does the same on the snap-on Dodge. Cruz is in. John is not yet. Cruz hazes the tires, and John Force goes 3.8, 8, 9, 329 miles an hour. Yeah, let's just soften her up and baby that thing down the racetrack. Forrest goes low for the round so far at 388, 329, moves them all the way up to number five position. Cruz smokes them through the middle, goes 496 at 193 miles per hour. Jason Rupert now on the bump spot as we go down in here from Jason. 
And I'm down here with Dan Hood, and as Alan Reinhardt just said, yeah, just soften it up and baby it down, right? That's it, poop it on down there. Yeah, yesterday we were just slow the first run and pushed too hard the second, so try to meet in the middle. And it looks like you succeeded at that. That's it, now we can push tonight. Did he say poop it on down there? That's what he said, he said poop it on down. Ran the 89. How happy are you with its performance? Well, sure, I'm happy. I just got to figure out the logic of Daniel Hood and uh, runs this car in Fabrizi. And, you know, last week I got a, in Dallas, I got a guy telling me to go over. I thought I was, you know, I was, I won. And he told me to go the other way. That got me nuts. And then I get out and they tell me we run 88. But, you know, uh, this goes back to 74 when I started racing. That's how long I've been out here. And you just wanted to make the show. And then I'm, I'm hearing the guy up there, Reinhardt, oh, no, your force is on the bubble. And I, I hate that. Danny, are you going to put it in? Just let it run a mid-90. And then it runs 88. So, uh, hey, I'm excited. Got my energy going. I'm back <laughs> alive again. But we're here in Vegas. And Frank Teeks is on the start line. Everybody from Peak. Uh, uh, old World Industries here, and I and, and Cornwell and Chevy, I got to perform, and uh, and we did. Ask, ask Amanda if I is he mad at me or mad at Danny? He's mad at you. Yeah. So John Force, <laughs> uh, he's been doing it a long time. So uh, yeah, that's funny that he was just like, hey man, let's just get in the show, <laughs> and he runs at eighty eight. Uh, yeah, that's. It's awesome. Love to see that. It's very aggressive. But anyway, going back into the session, Jeff ran 413, 310. Uh, he's in the show for now. Uh, but John Forrest gets into the show solidly with that 388. Uh, Bob Taska and Chad Green come up. Bond Coat for Chad Green and Motocraft Quick Lane for Bob Taska on pace with Forrest at 330 foot mark. But he's going to go up in the smoke before the finish line, 426. 214.44 for that Bob Tassel car. We know we see 330s out of that thing. Um, again, I'm not going in order. Jason Rupert, 419.297.09. I kind of like to play in the sound too, because it's kind of like we're at the racetrack too. It kind of really takes you back in time and really uh, puts you there. You know, uh, that was from the broadcast. So um, Alexis DeJoy and Blake Alexander, uh, let me see. Uh, Schaffler, yes. Um, he had a German construction company on the side of it this weekend. Uh, so yeah, for Blake Alexander, you might not have recognized it. Um, uh, so Alexis DeJoya in the Rocket Phones Bandero Premium Tequila 3.919328.97 or 78. 3.17 at 660 foot in front of her dad, in front of the boss man. Uh, it's always good to perform when your boss is there, <laughs> who's also your dad. Uh, Matt Hagen and Tim Wilkerson, neither one of those two are going to get down the racetrack. Five seconds on one side and four seconds on the other side. Uh, 4.54 for Tim Wilkerson and 4.06 uh, for Matt Hagen. So that would say Matt got into some trouble beforehand. Uh, 8.59 at 60 for Matt Hagen. So he was on pace uh, to really, really do some damage. Um, well, let me see. And then uh, Tim Wilkerson, 866. So that's also a pretty aggressive 60-foot time. Uh, Paul Lee uh, in the Silver Sport McLeod, um, 874. He didn't make it full pass, 610. Um, so when you hear me, like, stop talking automatically you just know i'm trying to figure it out <laughs> so i say the right thing you're hearing my thoughts in real time like hey stop figure 
fix it, whatever. Okay. Uh, Ron Caps for Napa, Toyota, Gazoo, uh, 870. Usually, that's usually where we see the funny cars. Usually, when they're getting aggressive, like especially when they're in the 50s, they're like really getting after it. Uh, 726 for Ron Caps. Neither one of them made a full pass. And then in the final two funny cars, that's going to ring true as well. Uh, Robert Height, 474 to 168, 868 to the 60-foot blocks. J.R. Todd with that pinked out DHL Toyota Racing Supra, 630 with the five on the end, 105 miles per hour, 887. 887 at the 60 foot blocks. So John Force is going to get three points, 3889. Alexis DeJoy is going to get two points, 389 or 391.9. And then Jim Campbell. How about Jim Campbell going to get the third quickest of the session, 3.962? That car is getting dangerous, folks, because if you know anything about Jim Campbell, you know that car is going to make it to the other end of the racetrack with the header flames up, clean pattern. That's just how they do it. Uh, over at Jim Dunn Racing. And I did want to say something about Jim Campbell this weekend because it impresses me. And and some people think it's funny. I don't know, whatever. But like the little short burnouts that he does. Let's take a, let's tip a hat to Jim Campbell because to be that consistent, to just go up there and literally crack it the same, uh, the same duration of time every time is so impressive. And I don't think enough, enough people talk about it. Because sure, it's easy to just, you know, well, it's not easy. Nothing is easy, right? It's easy for me to say, right? <laughs> for right now. I want to experience it. I want to see. So I can, you know, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> I don't want to give nothing away. So uh, <laughs> basically, um, you know, you talk about how these cars, you have to be a machine. Look at Tony Schumacher when he was really getting it. And, and he went, you know, back to back to back to back in the championship. And he went on that crazy run. Uh, he talks about it. If you if you talk to Tony Schumacher today, he will tell you, you got to be a machine in these things. So it's like, it, it's crazy uh, that, you know, you got to be consistent. You can't go up there and do a long burnout this time. But that's really kind of a testament to all of the Nitro drivers being consistent every time they go up there. Because that affects the car's performance. If you go up there and do a short burnout... Now, it depends on the conditions. Now, they will adjust for that kind of stuff in the tune-up. They'll put more fuel in it if you're going to maybe sit on the line a little bit more. If you know the next person you have is someone who likes to stage last, you want to sit there a minute, maybe have them put a little bit more fuel in it. Or if you're going to do a longer burnout, maybe put a little bit more fuel in it, you know. Uh, so, but Jim Campbell, to do that, that length of a burnout consistently every time, it's just impressive to me. It's just impressive. So, I digress. Uh, this is funny. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say it in a second. All right, let's talk about Top Fuel. The final session. It's always entertaining. Let's talk about the quick eight in the final session. We had more full passes in this session for sure. How about Austin Proc is going to be the quickest of it though? Three point six eight five, three hundred thirty four point three two miles per hour. He's going to get three points. Number two is going to be Justin Ashley. This is not their qualifying positions, by the way. I'm not. I'm just saying these are how they shaked out at the end of qualifying. We'll talk about the qualifying when we get to race day, but these are not their where they shaked out on the ladder on this on the sheet. This is just how they came through 
in regards of quickness of the session. First quick, second quick, third quick, and so on. Justin Ashley, 3.686, one thousandth of a second off of Austin Proc, 333.08 miles per hour. He's going to get two points. How about Brittany Force? Not the quickest, but she's still going to get those points. 3.691, 331.36 miles per hour. She's going to get one point. She's the third quickest. Tony Schumacher. Hey, how about this? 3.692, 327.43. When Tony Schumacher has a good hot ride under him, hold on. Hold on. Mike Salinas, 3.709. Stout, 331.36 miles per hour. Doug Coletta, 3.709, same exact ET as Mike Salinas, 312.57 at the other end of the racetrack. So he wasn't singing full song through the finish line. Antron Brown, 3.710, or I'm sorry, 330.747 miles per hour. Hey, like I said, I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to always fix it. Even if it's two weeks later, I'm going to fix it. <laughs> and then the in the eighth spot, the quick, eighth quickest of the session, eighth quickest, crazy that the 3.738 is eighth quickest, 324.575 miles per hour. <laughs> It's a lot of numbers. And nine quickest is Josh Hart, 3.833, Hey, listen here. They are getting after it, man. I'll tell you what, 3.738 is only good enough for eighth best. That's incredible. That's incredible. I'm going to lift this sheet like it's a funny card, like I just lifted the hood. You didn't you can't see that, but I wish you would have had a video to see that. I might I don't know. It's funny. Anyway. <laughs> so we got 10 runs to talk about in the Nitro Funny Car class. And we have a little sound to play from the uh final session of qualifying as well. Uh we're gonna hear the J.R. Todd uh and uh Robert Height run. And we're also gonna hear no, I didn't include that one. We'll just talk about it though. Uh, but Matt Hagen and, and John Forrest ran down there 380s, side-by-side, side, 380s. Uh, it was pretty cool. Anyway, Matt Hagen gets n three points. He's number one quickest. He's number one quickest. I'm just going to do it, folks. 3.862, 330.23 miles per hour. Robert Heist is going to still be number one. Nobody's touching that 85. Uh, he's going to get three points, though. Matt Hagen is going to get three points. Robert Height is going to be second quickest, 3.8. Six five three thousandths of a second off of Matt Hagen, three hundred thirty two point six seven miles per hour. He's going to get two points. Bob Tasker, he's the third quickest, three point eight seven two three hundred thirty point nine six miles per hour. There's that big speed, that Mike Neff speed, John Schaefer speed. He's going to get one point. He's third quickest. John Forrest is the fourth quickest of the session, three point eight seven three three twenty four. Just 324.28 at the out the back end of the racetrack. I guarantee they were still putting the coals to it, though. I had to say it. <laughs> Ron Caps is the fifth quickest. 3.9083 or 295.40. He got near the wall and he got out of it. A wise decision. He didn't want to scrape that nap off the side of the thing. Uh, J.R. Todd, 3.913, 328.54 miles per hour. For the DHL Yellow Fellas with well, their pink this weekend. Alexis DeJoy is going to be 
3.917. She's going to be seventh quickest. 3.917. Four thousandths of a second off of number six, J.R. Todd. 3.2703 for Alexis. Jim Campbell, eighth quickest. 3.944. 298.54. Again, folks, three, they're starting to run mid 390s. Like, you got You know they're going to pull the shoots every single time. You know, they didn't they didn't make it a full pass with the header fire up this time, but still 394. Remember, we know that because of how much downforce is on the, the rear wings of these things, they'll slow down in a hurry. Um, but the ET, the momentum that was gained will still show up in the elapsed time, but the speed will be way down. It'll go away very quickly. Uh, Bobby Bodie, 3.948, just four thousandths of a second off of Jim Campbell, 306.88. I call him my favorite college student. I mean it. <laughs> Paulie, 411.0242.98. That's the quick 10 in Funny Car. Let's listen to John Forrest. I'm sorry, that which one are we going to listen to? I just said it. I just said it. <laughs> We're going to hear... Um, Robert Hyde and J.R. Todd. Just want to make sure we hear it because I liked how they sounded this weekend. So we're going to listen to this run. Final two funny cars will set the ladder to get ready to go racing tomorrow. Can J.R. take it away? Nope. 3.865, 332 miles an hour. That's going to give Matt Hagen three points. That's going to give Robert two. 391, 328 for J.R. Todd. And here's the way I got the math going for tomorrow. Watch out, funny car coming through. Robert Hyde's going to race Terry Haddock. It'll be Matt Hagen against Stephen Dencham. So you heard Allen talking about the the uh, matchups. He always runs down the matchups uh, at the end of qualifying. But it was a solid, solid qualifier this weekend. Like, really cool uh, to see four sessions. Uh, you just see better performance when they have an extra session to kind of figure things out, uh, you know, and, and then for it to be the session on Friday night, like the, the go get it session, you know, like <laughs> they really should have an extra run, you know, and, and me knowing these cars intimately, the more you run the cars, the better the car will run because you have more data to go off of, you know? So when they have that extra run to kind of get after it, you know, or maybe push it a little too far and they go, okay, well, that's too far. Let's pull it back. Or maybe this, the final, the, the, the session under the lights will be good. And you go like, actually, maybe we can keep it like this. It was just maybe a little too aggressive for the first session, but it might go down in the second, you know? So it's, it's just, when you have one run on Friday, it's kind of just like do or die. <laughs> and it's, uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's how I feel about it. Okay, so let's get started with race day of the 22nd annual NHRA Nevada Nationals. Let's get after it. The weather conditions are 64 degrees. The relative humidity is 13%. That's awesome. They're in the desert. Barometer is 30.09 inches. The adjusted altitude is 2,600. I'm sorry, 2,608 feet. And the track temperature is 90 degrees. That's 
That's good. We got Doug Collette in the left lane and Antron Brown in the right. Antron's going to get the win. Antron's qualified number nine, and Doug Collette was qualified number eight. With that 3.708 to Antron's 3.710 in qualifying. But Antron's going to get the win. 3.709, 330.23 miles per hour. Doug Kalitta left first, 55 to a 62. Doug Kalitta, 3.751, 328. Brown is 37 and 29 against Kalitta in prior events. Kalitta with the starting line advantage, but Brown has the difference made up by the time they go by the Christmas tree. Brown was straight down the groove with his quickest pass of the weekend. In the next pair, we got Rob Passy and Tony Schumacher. We got Rob Passy in the left lane and Tony Schumacher in the right. Tony is number four. Rob is number 13. In his career, Tony Schumacher is 187 and 137, 74% in round one. The only time Rob Passy raced Tony Schumacher was in Denver 2001. Love that. Passy with the starting line advantage, 78 to a 109 for Tony Schumacher. Uh, Tony's going to get the win, 3.707, 327, 66. Um, Solid, solid for Tony Schumacher. Got the win in the right lane. Uh, Brittany Force is going to get the bye uh, because she's number one qualifier. 336.91 miles per hour. I didn't even say the ET. I was excited. 3.671, 336.91 miles per hour. 91 on the tree. Uh, so that's that's cool. Force launch hard and kept it hooked up, hitting on all eight going down there. All eight cylinders were singing eight thirty eight sixty three or two ten with a three at six hundred and sixty or at three hundred and thirty. Six hundred and sixty is two point nine five six, two hundred ninety seven point ninety or thirty five miles per hour at the eighth mile. Or 660 feet. Whatever you ascribe to. <laughs> so that was a solid run. Um, let me see. Brittany Force has been one, number one 39 times and won the race four times. The last time the number one qualifier won this race was in 2011. And that was Dale Worsham. He's still out there. But he's turning the wrenches on the Rocket Phones Bandero Premium Tequila. Well, we'll know that that will happen this day. Brittany Force qualified number one, and she finished on top. That's excellent. Uh, so she got she went down the right lane. Cam Foray and Austin Proc. Austin Proc is going to get the win. He left first, and he was going to get there first. Cam Foray didn't make full pass. Four hundred four with a zero, two sixty one. But Austin Proc for Montana Brands. It's going to get down there, 3.744, 324.28. Foray is straight down the groove with his quickest pass of the weekend, but in a losing effort. Uh, Proc with the starting line advantage, and he never trailed for the win. Austin was qualified number two. Cam Foray was qualified number 15. So there were 15 top fuel cars here this weekend, folks. In the left lane, we got Justin Ashley. I'm sorry. I looked at Justin Ashley's name and <laughs> meant to say Clay Milliken. Here we go. In the left lane, we got Clay Milliken and Justin Ashley. I love a live show. Clay Milliken is going to get the first win in the left lane. Now, I only bring up the lanes for it just so you can see just how it's shaking out, how it's, you know, even or whatever. But the, there's gone are the days of the one lane racetrack. OK, unless something drastic happens, 
everybody can win out of every race, out of every lane. You 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 don't have to have a lane choice is really just another decision for the crew chief to make, honestly. It doesn't really matter. The both lanes are great. The way that the safety safari preps the racetrack, I mean, the racetrack, the racing surface is solid 100% of the time. So that's literally the only reason that I talk about each side of the racetrack, just to, so we can see which lane uh, gets the win. That's literally it. It's not, you can't come up to me after the race and say, my driver didn't win because I had the bad lane. There is no bad lane on any NHRA racetrack these days. That just doesn't happen. Um, you don't see this kind of performance. You know, you see that's this kind of performance out of both sides of the racetrack. 330s, low 360s, you know, things like that, you know, in, in top fuel. And then funny cars, we know, of course, they go 380s uh, and 330 as well. So back to the race. Clay Milliken's going to get the win. Uh, impressive. 3.695. 330.72 miles per hour for they had the Edelbrock colors on it this weekend. Comp cams uh, it was a nice looking livery. It's currently uh, on display at SEMA Las Vegas right now. Um, so that's pretty cool. Edelbrock is a legendary name in the sport. Um, so Justin Ashley, 3.754, 332.67 miles per hour. I guarantee you. There are a lot of people wanting to send Clay Milliken a gift basket after he did that. He took out the number one in the points, Justin Ashley, down in the first round. My, my, my. Clay Milliken has issues getting the car to fire, but Ashley waits. He finally gets the car to fire. It was a little drama. It was, yeah. So, but it's about sportsmanship. We want to race. We don't want to get the win on a single. Ashley with the starting line advantage, but Clay Milliken chases him down by 330 foot and never trails from there for the win. The margin of victory was approximately 17 feet. This is Milliken's quickest run of the weekend. He was qualified number 14 with a 427 best for Clay Milliken. And he beats number three qualifier, 3.686, 333 for Justin Ashley in the in the, in the um, qualifier, he was number three. This is definitely an upset, most definitely an upset. But it's technically not because Clay Milliken is a great car. It's only a matter of time before that car starts winning consistently. In the next one, we got Krista Baldwin in the left lane and Sean Langdon in the right. Sean's going to get the win, 3.770, 324.98. Langdon with the starting line advantage, of course, 81 to a 118. Must have been a long tree. That's not a Sean Langdon number off the off the line. Uh, Langdon will give up lane choice to Schumacher in the next round uh, to that 3.707-327. Sean Langdon will not have lane choice over Tony Schumacher. Uh, but Baldwin makes a, a solid pass, 3.879-293. Hey, they're chipping away at it. They're going to have a, a program that, you know, Crystal wants to win. She just doesn't want to be out here running the car, you know. Uh, she wants to get qualified and she wants to be able to go rounds. She's number 12 qualifier. Uh, she's going to go down to number five. Uh, in the next one, we got Leah Pruitt in number seven or uh, in the left lane and she's number 11 and Mike Salinas, number six qualifier in the right. Mike Salinas is going to get the win. He left first and he's going to get there first. 3.723, 329, 58. They're going to have to wait a little bit longer 
for that double up for Tony Stewart Racing. Uh, Pruitt was on a good looking pass until about half track when the engine let go in a big fireball. This, of course, required some cleanup. Uh, Salinas with a start line advantage and he never trailed for the win. All eight hitting the whole way down there. He's not going to have lane choice uh, to Clemilliken. Clemilliken. <laughs> I just said it real fast. He's not going to have lane choice over Milliken in the next round. In the final one, we got number 10 and number 7 qualifier. Steve Torrance in the right lane and Josh Hart in the left lane. Uh, 74 for Steve Torrance. He's going to get down there. 3.690, for him. This is a great side-by-side -side drag race, though. 3.719, 331.77 for Josh Hart. Uh, it's not going to be good enough. That's just a good drag race. Um, in his career, Steve Torrance is 199 and 85 in the first round, 70%. Josh Hart leaves first 68% of the time. Torrance is 3-1 and one against Hart in prior events. Torrance with the starting line advantage, he never trailed for the win. Torrance with the quickest pass of the week of his weekend for the win. Hart is just a few ticks off of his qualifying ET. By five thousandths of a second off of his qualifying ET. But he's going to go home. All right, bring me the floppers. Bring me the ground pounders. Bring me the nitro funny cars. We got Cruz Pedragon in the left lane, number 13 qualifier, next to J.R. Todd, number four qualifier. We always love it when these two line up. Uh, J.R. Todd is going to get the win in the right lane, 3.944, 328.54 to Cruz Pedragon's 3.992, 281.54 for Cruz. Uh, J.R. left first, 58. Cruz uh, was 115 on the light. J.R. Todd is 6-1 against Cruz Petragon in round one races. Cruz is 4-13 overall, 24% against Todd. That's his worst percentage against any other racer he has faced. Minimum of five races. Okay. Uh, come on, uh, Drag Race Central with the stats. Todd with the starting line advantage and he never trailed for the win. Um, so he's moving on. Cruz Pedregon, that socket to breast cancer livery is going home. So let's talk about Bobby Bodie and Bob Tasca because they're the next one. Bobby and Bob. We got right Bob Tasca the third for Motocraft and Quick Lane in the right lane. And then we got Bobby Bodie for Casino Royale. They're in Vegas. Um, Bob Tasca is going to get the win. 3.884, 325, 30. He left first, 90 to 100 on the tree for Bobby Bodie, 415 to 243 for uh, Bobby Bodie, uh, number 14 and number three qualifier. I don't know if I said that already. Bobby Bodie started to lose traction and he clicked it off. Tasca was straight down the groove with the starting line advantage and he's straight down the boulevard for the win. In the next one, we got Jeff Arin and Robert Height. Nice to see Jeff Arin back out in the Nitro Funny Car. Robert Heights is going to get the win for AAA of Southern California. 3.881, 331.04 miles per hour. Jeff Renz losing effort, 4.161, 285 is not going to be good enough to get the round win over the number one qualifier. Jeff Renz was number 16. That's a tough draw. Height with a starting line advantage and was straight down the groove for the win. But if he had to, he had to do it. The number one qualifier has only won 
this race three times in 21 years. The last time the number 16 funny car qualifier won around here was in 2007, and that was Jim Head when he was driving it. All right, in the next one, we got Steve Dencham in the left lane and Matt Hagen in the right lane. How about Matt Hagen got away with one? 412, 254. Uh, he was number two qualifier, racing number 15 qualifier. Steven Densham. I mean, Steven gets that thing hooked up. He can do it. 15 inches on the other end of the racetrack, folks. 15 inches. Matt Hagen almost lost this round. He got away with it, but it doesn't matter. He got the win light. He's not going to have lane choice, most likely. Uh, this is the first time Densham and Hagen have ever faced in eliminations. That's cool. Hagen with the start line advantage and holds on to the win. With the whole shot, 89 to a 94. Uh, the quicker but losing, Stephen Densham is going home by 15 inches. Man, I tell you what, at two, over 250 miles an hour. So Stephen Densham, 275 on the other end of the racetrack. That's amazing. Uh, speaking of Jim Head, we were talking about him. Uh, well, let, let me read this. Uh, Matt Hayden qualified number two, and he and the number two qualifier at this race is 17 and 4 in round 1. Steve Dencham is making his ninth start. I want to make sure we say those cool things cuz we like those things. Yeah, we like yeah, yeah. We like things like that. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So we got J.R. Todd who already won his race. We got John Force <laughs> in the right lane. <laughs> And Blake Alexander in the left lane. See, I can I can save it, man. I'll tell you what. John Forrest, 3.915, 326, 56, 89 on the tree. He left second. Uh, but Blake Alexander ran into some issues. 571, 123 miles per hour uh, for Blake Alexander. So Shaffler people are going to have to wait a little bit longer for that first round victory. But it's nice to have them. We like to see new sponsors in the sport. 76 off the line. Blake left first. John Forrest wins 80% of his round one races when he has lane choice. He was number five. John Forrest qualified number five and Blake was qualified number 12. Blake is 0-4 against Forrest. He is one in six. He is one of 61 drivers who have raced Forrest. And never beaten him. Wow. Forrest is straight down the groove for the win with all eight popping and banging and singing down through there. He will have Lane Charlie's choice over Todd in the next round. See, that's why I said JR, because he's going to race him next round. <laughs> all right. And we, we're going to hear that too. We're going to hear that sound. Because uh, John Forrest has been uh, beating JR a lot. Every time they line up, he's been beating them. All right, so let's move on, though. Jim Campbell and Ron Caps. Hey, Jim Campbell, 4008, 315, but he's not going to get the win over that Napa gear wrench. Napa gear wrench. Toyota Racing Supra. Got to stop and say it's sexy. Anyway, <laughs> 3.891, miles per hour for Ron Caps and the Napa team is going on Campbell with the starting line advantage but Caps has the lead made up by the time they go by the Christmas tree and never trails from there on for the win he will give up lane choice to Bob Tasker the third Campbell gets loose and is out of the groove and over by the wall he stays with it 
All right. We got Chad Green and Tim Wilkerson. Hey, how about Chad Green's going to be the only winner in this round in the left lane? Again, the lane, it's negligible. It's, it is. It, it really is. It doesn't matter. You can win in any lane. But we're seeing that most of the higher qualified cars are taking the right lane. That must be something they like out there, you know? Uh, so Chad Green, 3.944, 321.88. Rinse and repeat for the Chad Green car. Just three thousandths of a second off of his qualifying effort for a number 10 spot. Uh, 3.941 was only good enough for number 10. And then he's going to beat number seven, Tim Wilkerson. They didn't want this. This is basically a teammate, a teammate matchup. 3.932 at 328.54. 95 off the light. That's the difference. Uh, he gets it on a whole shot. On a whole shot because he left first. 82 to a 95. Uh, Tim is quicker. That's the definition of a whole shot. Hey, folks, how about the close drag racing we saw this day? Green with the starting line advantage and the power to hold on for the win in a close one. The margin of victory, folks, 16 thousandths of a second, approximately nine inches over 320 miles an hour, folks. Green will have lane choice over Hagen in the next round. Uh, no surprise there since Matt Hagen didn't make a full pass. Paul Lee and Alexis DeJoria. Uh, I'm Sorry, Chad Green for Bonco. We want to make sure we call sponsors out. Um, Tim Wilkerson with that LRS, the Levi Ray and Shoop livery, diversified yachts. Ford is going home by nine inches, man. That's just a great drag race. That's a teammate matchup, and they didn't want it. Paul Lee and Alexis DeJoya are the final two floppers in the first round. Alexis DeJoya is going to get the win in the right lane. 3.906, for that Dale Worsham tuned, Nikki Bonifanti tuned race car. Um, Paul Lee, three, uh, no, 9.45. So he didn't, he didn't make it down the racetrack under power. Let's look at this. So Alexis DeJoy is eighth, number eight. And the number eighth qualifier, number eighth. <laughs> the number eight qualifier at this event is 10 and 11 in round one. Paul Lee is making his Hundred and first start. Paulie's been doing it a long time, folks. But Alexis is going to go on to the next round. I need top fuel to the staging lanes, please. I need top fuel to the staging lanes. This is where we're going to start to hear a little bit more sound. But I want to make sure. Wait, wait. Okay, hold on. I'm going to entertain you as I do this here. Uh, J.R. Todd. Okay, wait. Matt Hagen. Oh, I did have that sound queued up. Well, doesn't matter. We didn't use it. Anyway, <laughs> so we got, um, after J.R. beat, uh, John Forrest, we had that interview. So, we're going to listen to that. But not quite yet. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I had my stuff together. All right. Top Fuel Round 2. Here we go. Bring them back. Bring them out. Bring them out. All right. Steve Torrance, Austin Proc, Mike Salinas, Clay Milliken, Brittany Forrest, Antron Brown, Sean Langdon, and Tony Schumacher are who we are going to hear um, 
stomp on the loud pedal this round. The weather conditions are 72 degrees. The relative humidity is 11%. It's gotten a little better. 30.05 inches on the barometer. The adjusted altitude is a little worse. 3.161 feet. The track temperature is 103 degrees. It's gotten a little more hot. It's gotten a little more heat in it. Uh, but it's still, it's still good for the getting. Getting the good is getting good or the Getting is good. Whatever. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. Oh, my microphone just peaked. I'm so loud. Anyway. Tony Schumacher is going to get the win over Sean Langdon. He's going to get him back. Uh, they raced in St. Louis in the second round, and Sean Langdon beat him. Uh, he's, Tony Schumacher is going to get him back in the uh, American Mobility livery this weekend for Tony Schumacher and the Maynard family racing effort. 3.6. Our, folks, listen, 3.764, 327. This is the third run on the sheet that Tony Schumacher's run that same speed, 327. He ran 327 in the first round. And in his qualifying effort, I'm not sure if it's the quickest he ran because I wanted to make sure I corrected that from last week as well. The what I'm seeing, it only if they make it to the final round, it'll be the, the four quickest consecutive runs or it'll put their consecutive runs there. Their qualifier could have happened the previous day. So it might not have been, you know, eight or five or six rounds straight. Anyway, how about the 3.764 is going to be the 3.762 on a whole shot. Tony Schumacher's got it. 50 on the light to Tony or to Sean Langdon's 55 on the light. 3.762, 324. Schumacher with the starting line advantage and holds on for the whole shot win. The margin of victory, folks, again, we're seeing it. 34 thousandths of a second, 19 inches for Tony Schumacher. Wow. Wow. We're seeing great. We're getting spoiled right now, folks. Next, we got Antron Brown in the left lane and Brittany Forrest in the right Brittany is going to get the win, 3.732, 327.98. Antron got into some trouble, crosses at 4.15. He left first, 56. Brittany Force got there first, going over 3.27 when it got there. Brown with the starting line advantage, but then started to haze the tires and clicked it off. She will have lane choice over Schumacher in the semifinal, Brittany Forrest, that is. In the left lane, I'm sorry, Brittany Forrest from Monster Energy, Hankster Serious, that's not, that's the, <laughs> that's the Mako car. We got Hankster for Mako Tools, Sirius XM for Brittany. That's not Brittany Forrest's sponsor. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Y'all are hearing an internal battle. I don't know what's happening. Am I having a stroke? No, I'm not. It's fine. I'm kidding. That's Antron Brown sponsored. Brittany Forrest's Monster, Cornwell Tools, Chevy, all things John Forrest. We, that's why we like live performance here. You're going to hear those. It's fine. It's okay. I don't care. It's good. Brown is also 24 and 13 against Forrest in prior events. And Antron has left first 32 of those 37 races. All right. So Mike Salinas is in the left lane and Clay Milliken is in the right. Clay is going to get into some trouble crossing at 429 at just 199 miles an hour. Mike Salinas is going to make a full pass. 3.700, 326 for Mike Salinas. 
Rob Flynn. He didn't leave first. Clay Milliken did, 66 to a 98. Salinas is 10 and 5 against Milliken in prior events. Milliken with the starting line advantage, but then started to smoke the tires and clicked it off. Salinas is straight down the boulevard with the head of fire shooting over the wing. He's going to make the quickest pass of the session. So, yeah. Yeah, it was the quickest pass of the session. Very cool. In the last pair, we got Steve Torrance in the right lane and Austin Proc in the left lane. How about Austin Proc is going to get the win? 3.732, 61 on the light. Torrance was 130 on the light. He was definitely distracted. 3.733, for Steve Torrance, but that's not going to be good enough. He was just 1,000th of a second on off on the racetrack, but a whole lot more on the starting line. Proc with the starting line advantage, and he never trailed for the win. He's straight down the groove for the win. He will give up lane choice to Salinas in the semifinals. How about that? Look at Austin Proc playing blocker for his teammate, Montana Brands, uh, Rocky Mountain Twist, all things John Forrest Racing, Cornwell Tools, uh, AAA of Southern California, Chevrolet, uh, it's going to beat the Capco Boys, Red Line Oils, Toyota Racing Top Fuel Car. How about that? It's the second to last race of the season, folks. We're going to see it. So, I'm just going to make sure I don't um, miss anything. You hearing my little clicks? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, that's right. I thought I got the one. I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, here we go. Bring me the funny cars. It's time to run the second round. Here we go. Matt Hagen and Chad Green. There's a lot of confusion on this episode. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all good. We're going to keep going. We got Matt Hagen. He's going to get the win in the left lane. 3.909, 331.77. He didn't leave first. Chad Green did 63 to a 75. 3.940, 3.20. Just look at the consistency, though, for the Chad Green Bond Coat Mustang. 3.94 in the last couple runs that he's made. In his qualifying effort, 3.94. But I do remember in qualifying, he was also running those 3.94s. So just very consistent. Very, very, very consistent. So this was a close one, folks. Hagen is 5-1 and one against Green in prior events. Green gets the starting line advantage, but Hagen is dead even with him at the 60-foot lights. They run together to the finish line for a close finish. Big speed for Hagen, 331.77 miles per hour. Let's take a look at the um, – so they were dead even at 660. Or, I'm sorry, they were dead even at the 60-foot blocks. They were just – Six Matt Hagen was six thousandths of a second ahead at 330. At the eighth mile or the 660 foot blocks, Matt Hagen was four thousandths of a second ahead. The margin of victory, folks, 198 hundredths. I didn't say that right. Whatever. Approximately nine feet, folks, at the other end of the racetrack. Look at that. Eight uh, eight uh, seventy nine to a eight ninety one, a two twenty five nine to a two twenty seven seven, a three seventeen three to a three eighteen nine, 
285-71 at the eighth mile for Matt Hagen. And Chad Green, 282-66 miles per hour. 282-66 miles per hour. Not far off, but he wasn't better than that. Dodge Power Brokers, Tony Stewart Racing, Funny Car. Dodge Hellcat Funny Car. Here we go. We got Alexis DeJoy and Robert High. Alexis is going to make a solid 3.907, 326 pass, but she's not going to be able to beat that AAA of Southern California car running 3.894, Let's look at this one, folks. It was another close one. Height gets off the line first and slowly pulls ahead going down the track for a close finish and the win. Just 13 just 13 hundreds in the ET, folks. That's amazing. That's amazing. So let's talk about the, the incrementals. Robert Height was ahead by a couple hundreds at the 60-foot blocks. He was ahead by a little less at the 660 mark. Still ahead, though. At the 660-foot, he was a little less. This was not as close as the previous one, but they're still very close. We're talking about hundreds of a second as they pass. And then three hundredths of a second, approximately 14 feet down there at the other end of the racetrack. 315 for Alexis or 315 for Robert at the 660, uh, 316 for Alexis. We got 2.242, 2.24 at the 330 foot blocks, 2.244 for Alexis DeJoya. That's amazing. And then in the elapsed time. So that's two thousandths of a second in the elapsed time difference there. And then at 60, 884 to an 878. Wow. The close racing. I mean, we're seeing every single race in this round has an approximate, um, a, a very close margin of victory, folks. Here we got Ron Caps and Bob Task of the third. Another great race with just three thousandths of a second in reaction time. 80, um, wait, there was no 80 in this one. Okay, yeah. So, Tasca was 60 on the lights. Ron Caps was 57, three thousandths of a second. They left practically together. Hagen will have lane choice over Bob Tasca in the next round because Ron Caps is not going to get the win. 3.914, 329.75 to Ron Caps. 3938 3.938 at 200 329.42 miles per hour. Another close one, the approximate margin of victory was 10 feet down there at the other end of the racetrack. Both cars over 282 miles per hour at the 8th mile. Both cars under 320 at the 660 foot mark or what I continue to call the 8th mile. We got Bob Tasca was Two hundredths of a second quicker to uh, 330 feet. And then at the uh, 60 foot blocks, Ron must have had it in a little deep. Uh, 906 for that car to kind of fall off. You kind of see it in the ET. He must have had that thing rolled in there a little bit. Uh, but that's okay. It's race day. We're racing for a championship. It is what it is. And in and, and the final one, we got J.R. Todd and John Force. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Uh, J.R. Ty is going to get the win in the left lane. 
3.889, to John Forrest's 36 off the light, uh, 3.957, 3.2806. So the thing was definitely chunked in there a little bit. Uh, 68 for J.R. Todd. He's going to get down there. He's going to get the win. Forrest gets away first, but Todd has the power and drive to drive by him after 60 foot and stay in front of him for the win. So JR was only behind by one thousandth of a second at 60 foot. He was about a couple hundredths, a about a hundredth off at 330 foot marks. He was three hundredths of a second off at the eighth mile, or I'm sorry, not off. By this point, he was ahead of force. At 660 foot, he was ahead by three thousandths. At the uh, 330 foot mark, he was ahead by 1,000. The approximate margin of victory was 17 feet. Wow, folks. We're going to start to get some sound again here. Uh, we got the Top Fuel semifinals. Bring me the Top Fuel cars. Bring them to me. It's time to run a semifinal. There's no weather this week, but it's time to run the semifinals. We have number four, number one, number two, and number six. We got Tony Schumacher and Brittany Forrest. That's the first one we're going to hear. And then after that, we have Austin Proc and Mike Salinas. We're going to hear Rob Flynn after that race. Uh, but let's take a listen to Brittany Forrest getting the win over Tony Schumacher. And we'll talk a little bit about it after the race. Brittany Forrest for Flavor Pack. Frank Teague's trackside down there watching his investment as she tries to get 20 closer. Schumacher goes kabang. Brittany goes to the final 3.7. One, two, 331 miles an hour. Tony goes 407, but he was never really in the race. Reaction time was a 2,000 coin flip. By the time they'd gone 60 feet, the flavor pack car was out in front. At 330, it was further out in front. At the eighth mile, it was further out in front. About then, Schumacher's car went bang, and in 3.712 seconds, Brittany is in the final at 331 miles an hour. 20 more points for the Flavor Pack team. One step closer to closing the gap. And we're down here with David Grubnick on the starting line, Alan, and that's another final round for the Flavor Pack team coming at the right time. Yeah, um, that's an understatement. It's definitely coming at the right time. We've still got one more round to go, and even if we do sort of succeed today, we're still you know, we still have a deficit. So this will go down to the wire at Pomona, obviously, but um, sure getting exciting. Well, I'm loving it. So am I, Alan. I'll tell you what. Um, Tony Schumacher and Brittany Forrest, 3.712, 331 for Brittany Forrest. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about weather conditions. 79 degrees is a little more hot. And it's been the relative humidity is down, though, 9%. 29.97 for the barometer, so it's down a little bit, too. The adjusted altitude is 36.52, 3,652 feet. The track temperature has gone down 2 degrees, 100 degrees. Uh, Tony Schumacher has a slight starting line advantage, 83 to 85. They left pretty much together. But Brittany Force has got the power down there to go down there and get the win uh before it has the, she has the lead made up by the time they go past the christmas tree and never trail from there on with for the win with that big hemi v8 shooting those head of flames into the sky she is advancing to her seventh final this season in the 35th of her career 
uh, for Monster Energy and Flavor Pack and Cornwell Tools and Chevy and you know anything John Force Racing. It's always funny when I start to read those sponsors because it's like there's so many. It's a list. Uh, Tony Schumacher and that American Mobility uh, car did great. A great job this weekend for Tony Schumacher and that team. They're definitely on the up and up. Uh, so it's good to see them really, you know, uh, <laughs> coming alive, man. You know, you, everybody's looking forward to 2023 for that season. I think we got a little bit more live editing to do here. Yeah, there we go. All right. Anyway, that's cool. Brittany's in the final. And you heard David Grubnick say, that's an understatement. We needed this. Um, but it wasn't over. It's not over yet. Uh, so Austin Proc and Mike Salinas, you're going to hear Rob Flynn, tuner of the Mike Salinas, Pep Boys, Top Fuel, not Top Fuel Funny Cars, it's a Top Fuel car, Top Fuel Dragster, that's what it is. <laughs> and then Austin Proc from Montana Brands, Cornwell Tools, et al. So Mike Salinas is going to get the window, 3.726, 328 miles per hour to Austin Prox 3.806 313 wonder if the car was just a little soft he left first though 50 on the line for Austin Prox to Mike Salinas's 78 uh Prox and Salinas each have won three times against each other in prior events uh also in the previous Schumacher is 11 and 7 against Force in the prior events that they have raced Proc with the starting line advantage, but Salinas had the lead made up before half track. He drives away for the win, and he will give up lane choice to force in the final. He is advancing to his sixth final round this season and the 15th of his career for Mike Salinas. Uh, so let's listen to Rob Flynn talk about that win. I'm here with Rob Flynn who just watched that replay. That was pretty wild, and you're heading to the finals. Big weekend for this team as well. Oh, no, huge weekend for us. Uh... I mean, we, we've uh, had opportunities to, and we've, uh, you know, let them slip away. And uh, so fortunately this weekend, we're uh, taking advantage of those opportunities and hopefully we can put it in the winner's circle. How about that? Mike Salinas and Brittany Force racing in the top fuel final. Uh, so that's number one and number six in the, in the final round of top fuel eliminator. Uh, so we got funny car. Bring me the funny cars. We got a we got another round to win. Here we go. Bob Task of the third is in the left lane, and Matt Hagen is in the left the right lane. I'm sorry. We're going to hear this one as well. We're going to hear both funny car uh, semifinals. I really wish I had that Jr. interview about how he was talking about uh, how <laughs> the goat John Force has been beating him all year. Ah. Oh, well, whatever. We might have a, a special uh, best interview. I don't know. Whatever. I just wish I had it right now. It's okay. But it's going to be too much work to try and get it. So, yeah, we just we just have to live with the essence of it. It happened. <laughs> All right. Matt Hague is going to get the win. He's going to the final. He left first 40 to a 63. This was a good, really, really good side-by-side -side drag race. Matt Hagen is going to get the win on a whole shot, three-point nine two four at three hundred thirty point oh four miles per hour beats a three point nine oh four at three hundred twenty eight point eight six miles per hour per hour it was three twenty eight their time 
uh, so about five o'clock central time. Hagen gets the starting line advantage and and just holds off the quicker Tasca by thirty three thousandths of a second. Thirty three ten thousandths of a second. Actually, no, is it? It's not ten thousandths. That's thousandths. Yeah, except <laughs> for a second for his eighth trip to the final round this year. So let's look at the margins um, as they go down the racetrack. At 60, Matt was ahead. At 330 foot, he was ahead. At 660 foot, Task is closing in on him. By 33, I'm sorry, uh, he's closing in on him. Just 14, just four thousandths of a second off at the 660 foot blocks. And then the margin of victory was 19 inches down there at the other end other end of the racetrack both going over 328 miles per hour uh, both of the funny cars were going 280 at the eighth mile both funny cars were sub 320 to the eighth mile i'm gonna keep calling it eighth mile <laughs> at 330 foot mark 2.257 for matt hagan 2.260 from bob tasker the third and at the 60 foot blocks 887 for matt hagan uh, oh no, 885 for Matt Hagen and 887 for Bob Tasker. So there's many ways that we can see that in the times you can technically see that they're that they're, they're different there. They're uh, I can count two thousandths of a second off there, but usually on the in the racetrack, I'm we're seeing different or bigger bigger margins there, a hundredths of a second. But in the ET, it's showing thousands. So it's just so impressive how these cars are, 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 are tracked and things like that. But so without any further ado, let's listen to that race. One Toyota, one Chevy. Who's going to the final? How about 392 beats 3.90 by three thousandths of a second? Matt Hagen, 3.924, 330 miles an hour for the win. Bob Tasca, 3.904, 328 miles an hour. On the tree, 040 Matt, 63 Bob, that's 2300s. On the track, two hun difference, and three thousandths of a second at the stripe. Down to the starting line. And I'm down here with Dickie Venables, and that is a mega final round appearance for your team, and your driver got it done that time. Yeah, he sure did. You know, he always does a great job, and we needed him there for sure. You know, it's a great team over there, good bunch of guys, and we always race hard, you know, but uh, we just have to be going for the final, you know, and we'll try and win the race just like these two guys here. And he's held up to his end of the bargain, too. So far, he's lockstep with Bossman. That's right. <laughs> That's right. They both qualified second. Now they're both in the final. Watch again on NHRA.TV's replay. On the starting line, the difference was 23 thousandths of a second. Down the racetrack, the difference was two hundredths of a second, and that leaves a three thousandths margin of victory. Where you watch the cars go by that camera, that's the 1320. That is past the finish line. But Matt Hagen, the Dodge Power Brokers, out in front by double O three, and will send Hagen to the. Also, by the way, um, that, that is, again, it's so cool that we're doing this. Uh, but how about we had a Ford, we had a Toyota, we had a Chevy. And we had a Dodge in the final four of Nitro Funny Car. Oh, also, by the way, if you've guessed that it's probably the number one, two, three, four qualifier, 
you would be correct. We got number one, we got number two, number three, and number four for the third or fourth race in a row, folks. Like, it's a pretty impressive run that the funny cars are on. The top four make the semifinals, no matter who it is. They have had this happen for the last couple races. That is so impressive. All right. So Matt Hagen is moving on with the Dodge Power Brokers. Dodge, Hellcat, Wide Body. He's moving on. He's going to be Bob Taskin, Motocraft, and Quick Lane. Uh, but a solid effort, man. That was a great drag race. Um, so we got J.R. Todd and Robert Height in the second semifinal. Uh, I'm sorry. Bob Tasker was in the left lane and Matt Hagen was in the right. J.R. Todd is in the left lane and Robert Height is in the right lane. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> Just looking at the time as I'm recording. Um, 3.878, uh, 330.15 miles per hour for Robert Height. Beats a 3.898, 324 for them. I mean, I tell you what, like, let's look at this. Height is 11 and 10 against Todd in prior events. It's my birthday, 11 10. It's next week. Just four thousandths of a second difference at the green light. Wow, Todd's advantage expires before the 330-foot lights. Uh, J.R. Todd left first, 82 to a 86, four thousandths of a second. His height slowly pulls ahead for a really close finish. He goes to the 12th final round of the year and will have lane choice over Hagen. Heights incremental margins, negative if behind. He was behind ne uh, 3,000 at the 60-foot blocks. He was back. 1,000 at the 60 foot at the 330 pulled right next to him. He was six thousandths ahead at 660 foot. Oh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. He was one thousandth of a second ahead at 330. He was six thousandths ahead at the 660 blocks while they were both moving over 284 miles per hour. 285 for Robert, 284 for J.R. Todd. The approximate margin of victory, folks. Within a car length, eight feet, uh, eight seventy-five, eight seventy-six for Robert or for J.R. Todd. So they were like one thousandth of a second off there in the ET in the time there. They were fourth. Uh, no, they were five thousandths of a second in the ET at three hundred and thirty-two twenty-four three to a two twenty-four eight for J.R. Todd. Robert was ahead at 660 foot, 3.141 for Robert Height, 3.151, 284 for J.R. Todd. Robert Height was moving at 285. Wow. Let's take a listen. J.R. Todd with the monster run last time at 3.889. Interesting that most of the cars today with lane choice have chosen the right lane or the Pennzoil side. Well, the DHL boys came up and ran 88 last time in the Vegas lane, and they said, we are sticking with that. I said earlier, we heard David Grubnick say it and a couple of the other crew chiefs, there's really no difference in lanes out here. That's not going to decide it. And I think we're seeing that come into play right now. We've seen great side-by-side -side racing all day long. The Kalita guys doubled down on their Feeding America play. If JR starts winning more rounds, they're going to put up more meals, doubling up for every win light he gets. Problem he's got right now is Robert Height, Jimmy Proc, the Auto Club Chevy. In the point lead, trying to build a cushion. They know that Matt's in the final round, and if they don't win this, they're going to let him sneak a little bit closer. 
two championship drivers strapped in and another champion waiting in the final. JR on the left side, Robert Height on the right side. Great race again. At 3.878 wins it. Robert Height, 330 miles an hour. JR Todd goes 389 and it's not enough. Robert Height will take lane choice into the final. They were fourth thou apart on the reaction timer and the Auto Club Chevy taking care of business. Put Robert Height in the final again. He's already having a career year and he's got a shot at another win and he's got a shot at stretching out his lead a little bit more. Tremendous side-by-side -side race. Three thousandths of a second at the finish line. And Robert Height is gonna run Matt Hagen in the final. Far end, Amanda. Down to Amanda at the far end of the racetrack. And he walked right over and said, that's two whole shots on the day. So you know the energy that Matt Hagen is working with. And now you have a date with Robert Height in the final. You probably could have drawn this one up better for the championship. How do you set your mind ahead for that in the final? I'm just glad as a driver I can step up and give my team what we need on the starting line, you know. And uh, Dickie Venables does a great job with this, you know, Dodge Power Broker car, making good power out there. But I tell you, it takes everything. And it's going to take everything against Robert. I mean, th that team over there, uh, hats off to them. I mean, you have to show respect where respect, where respect is due. Uh, they won eight or nine or 10 or 15, 20 races. I don't know what it is, but they got a lot of wallies already. And uh, we got a work cut out for us, but I think we can do it. I'm, I'm, I'm up. <laughs> performance of this car, what competitive advantage does that give you, Robert? Well, uh, we've been pretty stout all year. It, it makes you feel good because uh, there's a lot of good cars out here. I mean, we've got our hands full racing him in the final. Uh, but this Auto Club Chevy, we've got lane choice. We just got to keep this up. Tell you with points and a half, like I said earlier, it makes Pomona a whole new ball game. Another 20 points will be big for this team. You'll see that Matt Hagen had a 40 light. Does that affect you at all? I can cut a 42. I like it. I like it a lot. That is two championship drivers and teams that are going to have at it. And speaking of championships, race fans, don't. Speaking of championships, we're going to be talking about pro stock one round sooner this race. They're like, TJ, what? What are you doing? Well, we had a championship decided in the semifinals of pro stock this weekend. Erica Enders is going to get her fifth championship with a round w victory in this round. Uh, I'm sorry. Troy Coughlin and Chris Christian Quadra were the first semifinals. Troy Coughlin is going to get the win 665-7-206 for the Jags White Castle Camaro. The margin of victory down there was eight feet over Christian Quadra, who left first. Those Quadras leave first most of the time. Um, but I wanted to talk about that. And so let's talk about Erica Enders, who's going to get the win over Kyle Koretsky. Koretsky. <laughs> Shout out to Kyle Koretsky. Um, he's, but Erica's going to get the win in her fifth championship. Uh, they were seven feet apart down there on the other end of the racetrack. Uh, Enders is advancing to her 12th final this season and her 73rd of the career. Uh, of a very nice career. I've been watching her career since Disney Channel when I saw her right on track. Me and my brother uh, saw her and Courtney uh, grow up. 
and you know Greg Enders driving the top fuel car. Uh, so it's very cool to ha- like w- be you know an, a voice in the sport now and and to have you know Erica Enders winning and to see it. So that's very cool. Uh, let's hear from her after that victory. Oh, and look at her take in this moment. We've seen Erica Enders top out of hop out of her pro stock pretty fast, but I think that might be a record there. Getting some words from the president of the NHRA, Glenn Cromwell, wiping her eyes as the tears are coming down Erica Ender's face. And for the fifth time in her career, she will step on a stage as a champion. And Erica, I'm going to go right back to the very beginning of the season in Pomona. In your winner's interview, you said, no more nice Erica. You have called winning races in before you even staged the car for round number one. When you look at the evolution of Erica Enders, what would you title this chapter? Just a huge blessing. I mean, we came out here ready for battle this year because of the fashion that we lost the championship in last year. So hats off to my guys, man. It's the it's them that stand behind me. But this is a this is a testament not just this championship but all the others as well that you don't you don't ever give up. You just dig deep. You play with all the heart that you have. When the cards are stacked against you, it's like David and Goliath. You just go to battle and you have no fear. You have the faith. So I got to thank my dad and my sister for being my high people. All my boys back in Texas for the support. But my team, uh, Mark Ingersoll. He's a, he's a gutsy dude, and he plays with all the heart he has. He, he actually wants to win more than I do, and I didn't think there was a person like that that existed. So um, Chase Freeman, my one-man wrecking crew, Dave Hollywood Howard. Logan's on my car as well, Royce Lee, my sister. But this entire Elite Motorsports organization, we have 42 people on the road full-time. We have seven cars. We're adding more next year, but it's just a huge conglomerate, and I could not be more proud to be their driver. So uh, for Melling Performance, Gallagher, PeopleLease, SeaTech, CHE, all the people that make this possible. Mike or at uh, Billy at Sparco, all these guys that they make my dream come true. But this is a uh, this is why you never give up. This is why you keep fighting. Your team is on the way here, and you said in your sit down in Dallas that you were nowhere near satisfied. When will you know? <laughs> I don't know. You just keep going. Um, I got to also thank Kyle Bates, Jake Hairston, Kendall Long, Stephen Hurley, all the guys in the engine shop. They dug deep and found that horsepower. All my boys in the race car shop as well. I drive a really badass Chevy Camaro that Rick Jones built, and uh, and I'm thrilled. I don't I don't know if that fire will ever get put out, Amanda. I'm not sure when it's time to to ever give up, but I'm going to enjoy the the ride while it lasts. And I'm a really proud girl. I give God all the glory. For the fifth time, your 2022 Pro Stock champion, Erica Enders. Congratulations to Erica Enders on her fifth Pro Stock championship. It was a hard fought battle. Man, that car was solid all year long. Certainly not a surprise here, but it's always good and a weight lifted off the driver's shoulders when they do it. Uh, so congratulations to them. Um, yeah, so re- really, really solid weekend of racing. Um, so we're going to keep going uh, because at this point, all the semifinals are done. Um Again, you know, we only do the uh, pro stock categories in the final, but this was a special occasion because the pro stock championship was locked up in the semifinal round of this particular race. So we had to talk about it. We had to cover it. But there's something else we had to cover this weekend. We're going to listen to it uh, more than we'll talk about it. Um, Tony Stewart in the right lane and Madison Payne in the left lane. This was the first competition weekend for Tony Stewart as a competitor 
uh, and running nitro through the tank. 525, 8, 271. So he's moving at a pretty good clip down there. Uh, 50, uh, 65 on the light. He didn't leave first. Madison Payne did, and she's going to get the win. 61, 526, 2, 275 on the big end of the racetrack. But how about that Tony Stewart Mobile One top alcohol dragster, man? I tell you what, this is just a... You know, maybe they will field one, you know, uh, where, you know, just give someone an opportunity to, to step up into the Nitro ranks. He's like I said earlier in the podcast, he said he's a little behind the top fuel car still. And I mean, this guy's driven everything from midgets to sprint cars to IndyCar. He's driven everything. So uh, to have him driving in our sport and competing at a high level is incredible. Uh, so let's listen to that. Uh, final round, and then we're going to move to the pros. We've got somebody who's about to win an NHRA event for the first time. One who was racing an NHRA event for the first time. Let's start in the left lane. Madison Payne, a legacy drag racer. Her grandfather, her father, her mother, her uncle, all raced and won races and championships in NHRA. She is a teenager in college, driving the muscle milk car that is owned by Las Vegas' very own Dwayne Shields. And in the right side, we've been talking about it all weekend, the legendary Tony Stewart. I spoke to him earlier this morning. I said, when's the last time you drove something where you were a stone cold rookie? He said, that would be the little 500 in Indianapolis, 2007. For a guy that's driven everything you can drive that turns corners and had success, he has fallen in love with NHRA, driving for Mobile One, for Advance Auto, the Rush Truck Centers, and the McPhillips family. Somebody wins for the first time in NHRA. Will it be Madison or will it be Smoke? They are dead even off the starting line and at the finish line. Madison Payne wins her first. By two ten thousandths of by two ten thousandths of a second, folks. Two ten thousandths of a second. One inch down there at the other end of the racetrack. Over two hundred seventy-one miles per hour. How about that? That's amazing, Madison Payne. Congratulations. Um, let's get into the pros. We got Pro Stock Motorcycle Finals. We got weather conditions. It's 440 local time. The weather conditions are 77 degrees. The relative humidity is 10%. The barometer is 29.95 inches. And the adjusted altitude is 3,607 feet. The track temperature is 91 degrees. It's back down, folks. So, uh, Smith is 13 and 12 against Hector Arana. Hector Arana and Matt Smith are the finalists, folks. We got Matt Smith in the left lane and Hector Arana Jr. in the right lane. Hey, we know they don't compete a whole lot now, but they're trying to get back out. How about Hector Arana's going to get the win? 686, 196.42 for Hector Arana. And then for Matt Smith, 686.2. So he was about four thousandths of a second off down there at the other end of the racetrack on the scoreboards. 198.47. Hector Arana, double 09 off of the starting line. Matt Hagen, 63, uh, was solid. 
uh, but not in a pro stock motorcycle. Arana nails the tree with a double oh nine light and holds on, holds off the charge for the whole shot win. With a back-to-back win from Dallas last week. He won last week, folks, if you remember. Uh, Hector Ryan's incremental margins. He was ahead at 60 foot. He was ahead at 330. He was ahead at 660 foot. He was ahead at the 1,000 foot blocks. And he got the other. End, he got to the other end of the racetrack first. 15 feet. Wow. That's a solid drag race. That's a good drag race. Uh, so congratulations to Hector Arana Jr. on that one. Then we got Erica Enders and Troy Coughlin. You just heard from this champion. The champion is here. She is in the left lane, and Troy Coughlin Jr. is in the right lane. Troy's going to get the win. He's not going to get the win. Why did I say that? <laughs> Erica Enders is going to get the win. 6.640, 206, 24 on the light to a 23 from Troy Coughlin Jr. 23 to a 24, one thousandth of a second at the starting line. Coughlin with a tick advantage on the tree, but Enders has the lead made up as they go past the Christmas tree and never trails from there on for the win. Erica Enders wins her 10th Wally this season and 43rd of her career. This is her ninth win at this track. Erica Enders' margin of victory was eight feet down there at the other end of the racetrack. The next two finals we're going to listen to. We're going to hear them. And then we're going to hear the winner's interviews. We're not going to be able to talk very much at the end of this one. This has been kind of a long one. I appreciate you guys for hanging in there with me. Uh, but it was important for me to talk about the points at the beginning of the of the podcast because we usually don't have time to do that. And I want to make sure that we are thorough and that we educate always. That's what we are here to do, education, first and foremost. Um, so in... Funny card, we got Matt Hagen and Robert Height. Bring me the funny cards. They are here already. This was an interesting one. Robert Height gets into some weirdness going down the racetrack. Pedals the thing, but you're not going to catch a 389, 330, 320. I'm sorry, 23. 330.23 miles per hour. 49 on the light to Robert Height's 45. Um... So Heights hoped ended early as his Camaro shakes the slicks loose before 100 feet. Hagen has all of the numbers to take his 43rd career win and his fourth of the year. This is the fourth time that the number one qualifier and two qualifiers have met in the final round here in Vegas, with three of them won by the number two qualifier. Uh, and that's the case here. Uh, Matt Hagen was number two. And he's going to get the win for Dodge Power Brokers. Uh, we're going to listen to that one. Uh, and we're going to also hear his winner interview uh, after that. But I want to preface the other finals as well. Because we're going to do it a little differently uh, on the way out this week. Uh, because like I said, it's it's been a long one. Uh, so let's listen to the, uh, the Nitro finals. Let's listen to the Funny Car final first. And then we'll talk about the Top Fuel final. And then that's going to be the end of a, another one. Uh, but let's get to it. Robert Height's car hasn't started yet. And now it has. Hagen through the burnout procedure. The Dodge Power Brokers for Tony Stewart. 
who just came up two ten thousandths of a second short. He's still got a chance to go to the winner circle, but it's up to his funny car team to take him there. Driver Matt Hagen, Dickie Venables, Mike Knutson, Alex Conway, the core group that are trying to fight Matt back into the championship. In order to do that, they have to beat Robert. He's the point leader. And this is a huge swing. Not only can they stop him from adding, but they can add to themselves. So Robert can either gain 40 or lose 40 for the Auto Club, for Chevrolet, and for John Force Racing. A couple of legendary car owners, Tony Stewart in the left and John Force in the right. Dickie Venables, crew chief on the left side, Jimmy Proc on the right. They spent a lot of time with offices right next to each other when both of them worked for John Force Racing. They come from the same school of thought, aggressive, always, never, ever give up an inch. Hagen and Height for the Funny Car Trophy here in Las Vegas. And Robert smokes the tires, 389, 330 miles an hour, one and two battle it out in the final, and the number two qualifier gets the win. Matt Hagen goes to Pomona, and there's still a chance. 3.896, 330 miles an hour, make that win number 43 for Matt Hagen, and he's still alive in the championship chase. The Dodge Power Brokers for Mobile One, Rush Truck Centers, Gear Wrench, getting the win over Robert Height, who smoked the tires on his way to a 615 at 111 miles an hour. And I don't know about you, but I'm already looking forward to Pomona. It'll be points and a half, and it'll be a heck of a showdown in the Nitro Funny Car Wars. Watch it again, off the starting mark, both of them nailed the Christmas tree right on time. But by the time they've got 100 foot smoke out of the back of the Auto Club Chevrolet, and the Dodge Power Brokers head to the winner's circle with Matt Hagen picking up yet another win. Your funny car champion came out of the number two qualifying spot and knew to get back in the championship chase, gonna have to win out. Got around Steven Denson in the opening round and wait, I'm, I'm gonna ask him about that, believe me. In the second round, came up and stopped Chad Green who has been running strong as of late. A championship matchup in the semifinals with Bob Tasca sent him home. And in a must-win final round, he got the better of Robert Height. Folks, when Height and Hagen are in the final round, you had a hell of a day of funny car racing. And you have Matt Hagen in the winner's circle. You, you know as well as I do, you should have had the day off before lunch. Yeah, I tell you, I mean, I was so close uh, first round. You know, we got got lucky, man. You know, I mean, uh, you know, went out there and the car cut off about I don't know 600 feet, and I was just kind of coasting, and and uh, I was like, where's he at? Where's he at? And then uh, wind light came on, you know, and he come blowing by me. So I was like, that's too damn close for comfort, you know. But uh, but that's drag racing, man. You got to have a little luck. You were here in Vegas, so Lady Luck, you know, fell on our side a little bit, but. You know, we just, we're 
so happy to be out here, put on such a great show for these fans. I mean, it was, it gives me chill bumps to, you know, do a burnout, look around in the stands and it's packed elbow to elbow out there and just fans everywhere. And that's, it gets me up, you know what I mean? Like I get excited about it. So uh, it, it's just incredible. But Dickie Venables, you know, Mike Knutson, Alec Conway, all the boys on our car, they're just making big power now with this, you know, power brokers car. And it just, it's one of those things where, you know, we're, we got, still got a long ways to go, but we're not out of this hunt, you know, and, and I was, it was wanting to dig deep on the start line every, every, uh, every round, you know, and I won two whole shots this weekend, and it just, it's one of those things where you got to give it all, it's going to take all, you know, and, and my mom's in ICU, so this is for you. Oh, I'm sorry to hear about your mom, I didn't know that she was having problems right now, well, I hope that, uh, I hope you can call her, tell her you want her, and make her feel a little bit better. We'll put a smile on her face. You go to Pomona now, you really do at least have a chance. I mean, if Robert wins that race, you're not locked out, but man, you just dug yourself a deeper hole. Well, you know, we got to go out there like we have nothing to lose. The last two races, we've been in the finals, and, you know, uh, it's just a lot of good racing out there. I mean, we're winning races about two, three thousandths of a second, and uh, that's, that's like, feels like pro stock at 330 miles an hour. It's just it's crazy, you know, but what a show for these fans, you know, and what a show for us sitting in the, in the seat of these things. I mean, talk about having to get up every round and your adrenaline being up and your breathing being up and just having to make the best of every round. I mean, it, it, there's just no easy give me's out there, you know, so, but that's why we do it. We love doing it, the competition. And then, you know, the fans were really for me, like what got me going at the, in the final was, you know, we had a pile of people back there behind our pit and they're cheering you on. I was like, holy shit, people like me. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. Woo. Let me, let me ask you this real quick. Is the boss out here someplace? All right. I'm just wondering, uh, are you going to go over to Tony and you're going to go, Hey, look boss, here's what they look like someday. You'll get one. <laughs> hey, you know. That guy did an amazing job over there. I mean, I'm super proud of Tony as a wheel man. I mean, the guy's not bad at anything. And honestly, I've tried to beat him in pool and, and, and bowling and all kinds of stuff. And he was just like, dude, are you bad at anything? You know, so uh, I'm just super proud of Tony and uh, what he's accomplished and what he's done here today. It's great for our sport. It's great for NHRA. Um, it's just great all the way around. And I think the, we got the hook in him anyway. So it'll be, it'll be good for me and Dickie for a little while. I'm looking forward to that. The funny car fight's going to Pomona. Las Vegas champion is Matt Hagen. Congratulations to Matt Hagen going into Pomona uh, with an advantage, not necessarily in the points, but with with an advantage, with momentum. Um, bring me the top fuel cars. We got a final run. Uh, we got Mike Salinas in the left lane, and we got Brittany Forrest in the right. Brittany is going to get the win, 3.705, 332.34 miles per hour, 34 on the light. To a 66 in the other lane, 3.702, 324. That's just a good drag race. Look at the look at the numbers. Only separated by three thousandths of a second. Force gets the start line advantage, and she never trailed for the win. The margin of victory was 14 feet, still within a car length. Force wins her fifth Wally this season, 16th of her career, and Force now has the point lead by seven points over Justin Ashley. Uh, so it's getting, it's getting, it's heating up. <laughs> it is heating up. Uh, so let's listen to those. We're going to hear Britney's. We're going to hear the worries. And then we're also going to hear uh, Britney's winning interview. And after that, I'm going to come on. I'm going to thank you again. And uh, we're going to be out of here because I appreciate you for hanging in there with me on this one. This was a long one. But there's a lot going on right now. And I had to talk about it. So uh, let's take a listen, and then um, that's the last thing we got to do. So uh, here we go. Let's get it. It's Mike Salinas for the Pet Boy and Team Scrappers 
And it's Brittany Force. For Frank Teagues, for Flavor Pack, Cornwell Chevrolet, and all things JFR. Brittany came in today knowing she had to close the gap on Justin Ashley. And she has done that. She has an opportunity to close it even further. But in order to do so, she's going to have to figure out a way to stay in front of Mike Salinas. The two cars have been very close in performance throughout the course of the day. In the last round, a hundredth and a half was the difference in performance. Salinas, the businessman out of California, and Brittany Forbes, who grew up watching her dad seemingly unvincibly win race after race after race. She is a champion in her own right as a driver, now working with Max Savage, David Grubnick, and the Flavor Pack team with Frank Teague's trackside and Mike Salinas. Rob Flynn has taken over the Scrappers team, and he has done a yeoman's job. Final two cars, Las Vegas Nationals, a top fuel trophy awaits. Brittany, 3.705, beats 3.7, oh, two. Brittany Force wins it on a little baby hole shot. 3705, 332 for the win. 3702, 324, Mike Salinas. She, 034, he, 066. The difference at the start was the difference at the finish. And Brittany Force is right back in the championship conversation. Congratulations to David Grubnick, to Max Savage, to everybody down there with a flavor pack shirt. How about it for Teagues? He is standing down there, made the trek out here to watch his car race, and he's going to join it in the winner's circle. Race fans, see that stage rolling out there? We're going to open the gates in just a minute and welcome you right out there. Come down on the racetrack. Take another look at the final round. So Brittany and Erica are going to share a winner's circle again. What a drag race. What a day of drag racing here at the Strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. If you're headed out, please drive carefully. Thank you for coming out to spend your day or your weekend with us, but I don't know why you'd head out right now. It's an absolutely beautiful afternoon. There's gonna be some traffic tied up here for a little while. Why don't you come down literally on the racetrack and join us? We'll bring the champions back and we'll have an in-depth conversation. It's always a fun time. After that, they'll be taking pictures, hanging out for a while, and then we'll catch our breath next weekend. We'll be right here, the Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series finale on the regional trail. And the weekend after that, hey, jump on I-15 and come join us in Pomona, California, while we put the 2022 campaign to bed at the NHRA Finals. Come on down and join us. I guarantee you, you'll have a good time. I am headed down there right now as they will crown the champions up at the top end of the racetrack, have a little champagne picture celebration. Then they'll come back this way and we will meet them and we'll chat with them, and we would love, love to have you fans come join us. If you're headed out, drive careful. Really appreciate you coming out the strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, but don't leave yet. Come on down on the racetrack. Let's hear from Brittany. Let's hear from Matt. Let's hear from Hector, and let's hear from a now five-time, five-time Pro Stock Champion.
And now let's talk top fuel. Number one qualifier crushed it in qualifying. Stuck in the 60s, well over 330 miles an hour, got a free ride in round number one, so she just ran low ET of race day. Came back in the second round with a big time countdown matchup and sent Antron Brown home. In the semifinals, took on the winningest top fuel driver ever, Tony Schumacher, left disappointed. And in the final round, a must win to close the gap, and she did it. Ladies and gentlemen, your Las Vegas Top Fuel winner is Brittany Fors. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sarah, Sarah, walk up the stairs. Walk up the stairs. We're doing this for social media. All right, wait, you gotta get, you gotta get the angle with the crowd behind her. I mean, get up top, get, come on, come on. Get the crowd, all right, all right. Now, one more time, Brittany Fors. All right, you're welcome. Get the hell off the steps. <laughs> the only thing wrong with you being in that car all day is you didn't get to watch some of the racing that was going on out here. What an absolutely amazing show. Getting this deep into the countdown to the championship with everybody throwing down. And, man, your team was slugging it out. Thank you very much. We're, uh, you know, we've really come a long way this season. We've had a great season. We carried number one, and then we lost it right when it really mattered, and we got lost for the first three races of the countdown, but somehow we still hung in there in that number two spot. And then today, our goal coming in was we talked strategy. We talked everything as a team, and it was let's do what we do best. Let's go for low of every single session, grab as many points as we can, go number one, and try to win this thing. You're sitting in the car back here this morning. Justin Ashley goes out early. You've got to be thinking, opportunity. We cannot let this get away. I actually didn't know he went out until we were back. And my focus is once I'm in that car, once I'm in the staging lanes, once I'm in that car up there on the starting line, it's only that. I don't look at what's going on around me because it's another distraction. And you don't need distractions when you're trying to cut a light and turn a wind light on. You're talking about cutting a light in the final round. How good does it hear, does it sound to you to hear Brittany wins on a little baby hole shot? Uh, that feels fantastic. Let me tell you, uh, I've, I've struggled today, you know, uh, all weekend. And it seems like, you know, that this whole championship's coming in and we're closing in on it. And uh, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot on our shoulders, our entire team. And it was, I fold up to that final, you know, like I, I wasn't proud of my lights all day. I knew I could be better than that. So pulling up in that final round, I thought, let's get this shit together. Because we got to win this race and we want to leave as the points leader. You won the race, you go into Pomona now in a positive position. You would have had a deep hole to fill if you hadn't gained some ground today. One race left and you've got a legitimate shot to be a two-time Top Fuel champion. Thank you, I've been saying it all season long, you know, one weekend at a time. Uh, coming into this weekend, not looking at to look, not looking at Pomona until we leave here. So right now we we got we got the win, we got the points leave. We're gonna go celebrate, then we're gonna get right back on track. Focus for Pomona. Are you running tomorrow? Am I what? Running tomorrow? I have no clue. <laughs> there are a lot of people will be. Ladies and gentlemen, Brittany Force is your Las Vegas Top Fuel champion, and she is right in the mix. And I thank you guys for listening. We're not going to do a whole lot of bantering. I want you to have a great rest of your night, great rest of your day. Thank you for hanging in there with me and believing in me and sticking with me and rocking with me this long. Uh, this was a great, great drag race, and I'm so excited to get to break it down with you all. So we're going to have another 
off week, and then we got the finals. Um, SEMA Las Vegas is going on right now, and then we got my birthday weekend coming up with Pomona. Uh, so have a good weekend. Bye-bye.